Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. That's a good song. They just don't make it like, uh, they don't make them like that anymore. That's, uh, of course, Crisscross, the uh, the rap group. Now, these were like little kids. They were like 12-year-old kids that had a rap group in the 90s. And it's uh, it still holds up. I uh, And then what they would do is that they would wear their... Oh, by the way, this is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. What's up? This is part two of the, uh, the, the one I released a couple days ago, Jump. But I'm doing, I did jump with Van Halen. I'm doing jump with Crisscross today just because 
There's two songs named Jump, and Crisscross just makes you want to jump, jump. So anyways, these kids would wear their clothes backwards. Like, that was their big thing. I remember being a kid, and they would wear these overalls backwards, and they fucking started a thing where we all wore our overalls backwards. First off, I don't, I can't, I don't look good in overalls. So, and I wanted to so bad, you guys. I wanted to look so, I wanted to look cool in overalls, and it just never... There's just certain clothes I can't fit. You know what I love to try is one of those male rompers, the romp him. If you if you were, I would. I think I really would like a male romper. I don't know. Like I have bigger legs. Like you know, they're muscular. But they're big. You know, I wonder if I could pull off a male romper. And I don't know. These are just the things I think about. I might sound a little weird today because. I woke up and my epiglottis, it's that little dangly thing at the back of your throat, it was it was engorged, which is a horrible name. It, engorged is a horrible word, just like the word moist. Those are both words you just never want to say in public. It's moist or engorged. It's just, it sounds like there should be like an NC-17 rating on that. But um, I woke up today and my, epig- <laughs> my epiglottis was swollen and it was like like where I could feel I'm like I woke up I was like I'm like choking myself with my epiglottis and um and I was like am I sick did I sleep with the fan on me or something and I think what it was is that I did so I did a lot of talking this weekend I did a lot of podcasts and you're like Ryan what do you mean you did a lot of pod well of course I'm gonna let you know up front uh like I said so bad it's good this is the the podcast you're in it right now um and by the way, part one, if you haven't heard it, it, it I, I'm so proud of it. Those three guests, Amy Phillips, which is really top-notch, Elise Slane from Real Housewives of New York, and Ray Setter from one episode of Real Housewives of New York, that's like my dream lineup. If I can, if I can, oh God, it was just, what, I, I, I know that's, I'm really proud of that episode. I'm really proud of all three of those interviews. Uh, that we got and 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 I hope you guys enjoyed it too. If you didn't, please go listen to it. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, the reason I bring so I I podcasted all weekend because I have a thing called a Patreon, and I'll just get this commercial out of the way now. Uh, I did some recaps on there. I did a two-hour one with Annabelle DeSisto, um, with where I finally we 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 recapped the final two episodes of Selling Sunset season season three. Now, you know I'm obsessed with Selling Sunset, but if you follow my Selling Sunset recaps on my Patreon, you'll see me gradually descend into madness because this show just, there's nothing real about it. And now I'm so paranoid. Like, I need to know, I need somebody from production, somebody that works on Selling Sunset to walk me through like, hey, Ryan, yeah, that's right. That's a totally fake scene. That's a real scene. Because it's just, it's starting to spill out into my normal life where I think everything's fake. Like my mom called me to check in how I was doing, and I was like, "Oh, did pro- did production make you? Did production make you call me? Is that who's? Is this for the show?" And she's like, "What show are you talking about? You know what show I'm talking about." <laughs> but Annabelle and me, we did the the two episodes of Selling Sunset, and Annabelle's great because we just kind of go off on a bunch of uh, different topics. But then what we also do, we were doing on the Patreon. This is a new thing. You know that show, Don't Be Tardy with Kim Bierman and and I everybody's like oh I hate it I hate it that's awesome I'm watching it for you 
I'm watching it so you don't have to watch. Me and my friend Maritza Lopez, who does all the amazing graphic uh, design work for the show, we are recapping that show. But of course, that conversation went into all different directions, which I love. I love I love talking to other people on the show. I don't like talking to people in real life. Try, try to get me on the phone. It's very hard to do, but I love to talk to people for the podcast. So me and Maritza, we, we recap that. We go into some funny areas. That's like an hour and 15 minutes. Did the two-hour one with Annabelle. Did a couple solo recaps on there. Did one on Friday uh, where I ended up telling a horrific dating story from high school. So if you're looking for extra content, if you're looking for stuff, because there's like now I think there's like 50 plus episodes on there. Um, it, I think you get it for like five bucks a month. So it's it's there for you whenever you need it. Uh, but please, I'm trying to do this full time and I'm not asking for pity or whatever uh, because I, I believe what I'm doing is of value. And I know you're like, haha, fuck you, Ryan. But no, I really do. And I want to do this and I want to make this better and I want to find a ways to get great guests. And uh, I have got some interesting uh, ideas and thoughts and, and, and I love you guys when you email me suggestions. Please, if you have people you want me to talk to, reach out to them for me or let me know to reach out to them. Like, this is what I want to do and this is all just great. Anytime I get to talk to somebody, I find it really great practice to just get better and better at this. And and it, I really do find I'm, you know those times in our lives when we find like we're at our best selves? And I feel like when I'm talking to somebody, I'm at my best self because as soon as that mic goes off, I like go, I just lay on my bed and just stare at the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't move. I'm physically not doing anything, but when I'm talking, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm watching, I'm listening. I'm, I'm just trying to be active and you know, it's exciting. So I hope, I hope you enjoy uh, listening to it. So anyways, the whole point is my epiglottis is swollen. <laughs> my epiglottis is so swollen. So I'm trying to, it's Monday right now. Um, today's episode is going to be great. Um, but I was planning on doing a couple different segments and now it's just going to be one amazing segment because my throat is swollen <laughs> from all the talking and I need to put out Wednesday's episode and I got a couple interviews tomorrow that I'm really excited about already shaping up to be a great show. So, um, so that's going to be there for you on Wednesday, maybe Wednesday afternoon, um, to give you a little time to digest this. Now, what are you doing today then, Ryan? What are you doing for me lately? Oh, also guys, uh, I'm starting to get a bunch of, this is so exciting. Uh, my parents' 50th anniversary is October 31st. And, um, it's really exciting because who knew that anybody could ever get stay married for that long? I didn't. But um, I asked for people to mail in uh, like anniversary cards, like happy anniversary because it's the 50th. And the cards are starting to come in and it's really exciting. So um, I'm going back to Arizona, I believe next week to because I'm officiating my two of my best friend's weddings. And I'm really excited about that. It's a very small, socially distanced wedding. There's only 20 people going to be there. But this is a big moment. You know, if this goes good, because it's going to be on Zoom too, if this goes good, you know, you never know who's going to see it. Maybe some big casting director will be like, who's the guy? Hey, this is a I, this is a cute wedding, but who's that officiant? I'd like to see him in like a movie or something. You, you never know, right? You just never know. 
So I'll probably be leaving next Wednesday. So you've got like a week and a, like a week and a couple days to get those cards in. Uh, 646 North Spalding, S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G, Los Angeles, California, 90036. If you, for some reason, don't want to write it down, just DM me and I can write it to you. Uh, but I did. I've gotten a, I've got a, a, like a nice big handful of cards so far, and I'm so excited to give that to them. And it really blows me away, your kindness, that we're part of this group. We're the baddies. We're a community. And um, this is beyond my wildest dreams. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Ryan, what the heck are we going to do in this show with you and your swollen epiglottis? Don't worry, folks, because I did an interview Thursday night before my epiglottis was insanely swollen. Drink every time I say epiglottis from this point on. Um, My buddy, Tug Coker, he was on the show about 10 months ago, which, by the way, I think next week is the year anniversary of this show. And and I'm not doing anything crazy for it um, uh, because we did that with the 50th anniversary, the 50th episode show. But man, we, we, we a year. I've been doing this a year. That's crazy. And, and life has changed so much, not because of the show, just literally life has changed. But so many great things have happened because of this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And my buddy Tug was on, and we last time he was on, we recap, we like, we went over the that season of the Bachelor, and we went over the 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 girl contestants, and it was one of my favorite episodes because my buddy Tug is hysterical, and I just have a really good rapport with him, and even if you don't like the Bachelor franchise. This interview is worth listening to. It's like over, I think it's around two hours, but you, we get, so he's an actor, director, producer, and he's been in some big things. He, um, he plays John Krasinski's brother in a little show called The Office. I think you might recognize him from the wedding episodes. He's been in a couple times. He really has a really great career. He's been on CSI, been on all of these things, but he also is an amazing writer and he made this show called Now We're Talking, and it's about uh, two former football players that are now uh, trying to be sportscasters, and this show just got picked up by the CW. Um, There's an app called CW Seed, which you can get free, free on your phone, and you can watch all two seasons of it. I'm on the second season for in an episode where I play a, a, a DJ at a food eating competition, and um it's really well done. Like there's a lot of actors in it you'll recognize, but we talk about the process of doing that because I know a lot of people always will message me what, you know, tell me more acting stories, tell me stories about the industry. So you get a nice chunk of that in this interview. And then we go into, cause he's all about last time he talked, um, that these reality shows, they're competitive. You know, it's like this competitive reality shows. It's like for sport. You know, and he really makes this great, you know, he talks about that. And I think it really makes a lot of sense is that a lot of these, whether it be The Challenge or American Idol or Survivor, you know, it's a whole separate category. And the Bachelor franchise is kind of turning into that of like, we kind of handicap who we think is going to going to go well, going to going to do good. And this season of The Bachelorette is supposed to be the craziest ever because of COVID, because they're in the bubble. They're, they're actually at a place in Palm Springs where they cannot leave. And I wanted to put this out tonight. So you have tomorrow, tonight to listen to it, and then it'll get you all primed 
to watch The Bachelorette. I think I'm going to be recapping The Bachelorette, talking to some Bachelorette people. That'll probably be the second episode of the week that I do, and I'm really excited about that. But remember, even if you don't like these shows, I think there's a lot in it. I think there's a lot of humor in it, and we bring up all of these other shows. And I'm always going to do that with any interview I do, any recap I do. I'm going to try to bring it back. And I know, I know you guys, like, well... A lot of people will hear recaps, whether it be Danny or the Crappens guys or, you know, I mean, they're they're the best. I'm, you know, uh, uh, but I'm me. We all bring our, our, our special something to it. So I'm probably going to be recapping The Bachelorette. Um, but this is going to be breaking down The Bachelorette contestants, all the guys. Let me tell you, there's a lot of uh, guys with uh, tattoo sleeves on it. So we, we noticed that. And there wasn't a lot of uh, to go off of. We're going off of this Marie Claire article, which two bros reading Marie Claire. or Is it Mare Claire? Is it Mare Claire? <clears throat> Mare, I don't know. We, we read this article from, I think it's Marie Claire, but it might be Mare Claire. Um, and we go over what they wrote about, there's like 57 contestants. It's wild. But we talk about the whole process. We talk about a lot about the past Bachelor seasons. We talk about other reality shows in this. And I think you're going to love Tug. He was on, like I said. But a lot of you guys didn't listen to this in the beginning. And now we got a lot more listeners. So this might be the first time you're hearing Tug. Um, as always, I, I really would love if you go to download the app for CW Seed. Uh, watch this show. Go follow Tug on Instagram. This uh, he put his heart and soul in this, and it, and we talk a little bit about that process of, you know, the things we love to do. It takes so much work. That's why I always say you gotta go support these people that are on the podcast, and so and because I see you guys supporting me and how much it helps. But like these other people that do these things, these are like labors of love. Like Tug, like if you break down like how much money he got paid for doing his own show, he's probably making less than minimum wage, but he loves it. He wants to, he wants to do this. And, you know, it's nice when your buddy does something and you can actually say, oh, well, that's good. That's funny. Actually, you don't even have to be ashamed of like when, you know, I used to do improv all the time and I used to like dread inviting my friends to it because it's like they're schlepping out to like improv Olympic on a Thursday at 10 p.m. to see me do like a 10 minute improv thing, which usually was bad. But this ain't bad. This is good stuff. So and he's just I don't know. Anyway, so this is just a long form interview of me and Tug and uh and then, of course, I think I'm going to have Bill and Becky Bailey on because I interviewed them last week when we were all tipsy. And uh, I'll put that at the end of this to, to take us out. Um, also, um, I'm going to start doing a So Bad It's Good monthly playlist uh, of all the songs in the show and some of the things that I'm listening to because I really, really love music. And I really and Tug is my buddy that I went to all live concerts with. Like we would go to a show like every month and we go to small clubs, big venues. Um, one of the last shows we got to see together was Tame Impala right before COVID, like literally COVID was hitting that week. Like that was our last thing that we did really. Uh, no, no. The next night I saw Sexy Unique Podcast Live, but it was it was crazy. So I really, and it was great talking to him because he was just like, man, this is over Zoom, but you... You miss your, I mean, we all, we all miss our friends. I don't know if you guys are still being as strict as a lot of us are, but you just realize, man, you know, I'm sure we will take it for granted again when everything is normal, but I'm trying to remind myself to not take things for granted. 
you have to constantly remind yourself that every day because, you know, things aren't like we, we get to do so many things, but a lot of our lives have been taken away from us. So when those get back, we got to try to appreciate really appreciate it for at least a week, <laughs> for at least a week before we start complaining, before we're like, damn it. I, God, I was hoping they would cancel, but it looks like they want to hang out with me. Damn it. Like, that's really what we would do before COVID would be like, oh, my God, I hope they cancel. I hope they cancel. I want to lay on my bed and watch TV. Ah, damn it. They want to go out. So I I wonder how long it'll take before we start complaining again about having to go out. But anyways, um, here is my interview with one of my good, good, good buddies, Tug Coker. Um, And I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Bye. And from night one, quarantine is a small price to pay to fall in love. She's had everyone guessing. Do not ever talk to me like that. Do we get a new bachelorette in here? I'm wasting my breath on you. You're not worth the time. (laughs) If we continue down this path, it doesn't end well. The Bachelorette season premiere Tuesday on ABC. One. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited for my next guest. We talked to him, God, I think 10 months ago because the new season of The Bachelor was premiering and we went over all of the contestants. Uh, you requested him many times since, and I said, please shut up. It is my show. And we are finally having him back tonight because we are not only going to talk about this new season of The Bachelorette that is coming up, I think in two days. You'll be hearing this probably on Monday, and I think it shows... Or, I think it comes on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, that's it. But uh, he is also celebrating uh, a show that he has worked his ass off. It is on the CW Seed, which we're going to talk about how you can actually view it. The show is called Now Who's Talking. It's two seasons. I'm now actually, we're talking. Now we're, oops. Look, 
Hey, hey, hey. all the time. It's I, I know it's got I'm, right, I'm cutting right in, Ryan. Wow, this guy. Me. Look at this guy. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. So so I'm actually in one of the episodes. That's how good of a friend he's been to me. But we shot the episode like two years ago. So we didn't even get my beard in it. But anyways, this guy is one of my best friends out in Los Angeles, an amazing actor, an amazing family man. Uh I, I think he's good at sports. He always talks about that. Uh, but he's somebody that you need to watch. His podcast, The Long Finish, uh, was on hiatus. The last episode you can uh, hear is in August. He does that with his wife, Catherine, and they go over wines. And it's just a really delightful podcast. Um, but anyways, Tug Coker, how are you this evening? Ryan, it's so good to be back with you. Um, <laughs> it's great to see your face through the Zoom screen. I've missed you. We both um, look like we're in the Revenant, by the way. We look like we've been through war. We're like just bearded and look very greasy. So, so slimy. So <laughs> slimy and greasy. I mean, for those of you listening at home, I, I, I'm lucky enough to have a wife and two kids, but I think my wife wants to leave me because I get greasier by the, d- the day. Um, Does she? I mean, are you at that point of the relationship? You guys have been together for a long time. She'll comment on your smell, no problem, right? 100%. Like, it won't uh, even be... Not even phased by it. Like, uh, grease is the word, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I say. <laughs> He's already on fire, <laughs> folks. You know what? And uh, this is what I love about Tuck as a father. One time he called me, and I think it was on FaceTime or something, or maybe it was, but he literally has two sons. And his one son was literally doing a pile driver into the other son. And Tug was like, hey, good job, bud. Like, it well, was, it, it, it they're was a babies too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, and they're four and almost two years old. Like, this has been, you know, you, you are not a father to my knowledge. Um, uh, not, yeah, not to my knowledge either. I'm like, uh, but uh, Jax Taylor, uh, you don't know Jax. No, I do know Jax because I know you, Ryan, and everything that you post, <laughs> every other thing you post on Instagram is about Jax. So I've had to learn about Jax. Wikipedia Jax. Uh, as a person who doesn't watch Vanderpump, I, I, know, I know who Jax is. But wait, um, by the way, folks, too, just so you know, he doesn't watch any of the Bravo shows, but he's highly knowledgeable with the challenge on MTV and with the Bachelor franchise. Um, yep. You survive a big brother. Every, every social, I, like we talked about it last time. I talked about social sport, right? I like Top Chef. I like things where I feel like things are competitive. And, I, and that includes to me um, Bachelor and Bachelorette because I feel like, yes, they're trying to find love, but it's also a competition. And for that, that justifies my viewing of the show. Now, I did not watch this show that's on CBS. This, it was on every night of the week, The Love. What oh, was Love Island. Week? Love Island. Love Island. Did anyone out there watch this show? Did you watch this show? No, but I hear oh. it's – see – but because I know I would love it. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect your heart because you're like, I only have finite amount of time, even in quarantine. And if I put Love Island, that's five nights a week. Of course, I'm going to love it. That's what it's designed to love. Yeah. And I, I, would watch, I would watch the first two minutes of episodes because my big, big brother overrun would See, bleed but into how do you that. do Big Brother? I feel like that's – and also Big Brother is insane because you would have to – they do a Big Brother feed that's 24 hours a day, don't they? They absolutely do that. And also there's a Twitter, even worse. There's a, there's a person out in the world who just Twitters mundane updates about Big Brother. I do not understand this. There's just uh, too much. I would want to know all of it and I couldn't do that to myself. I would want me, to watch all 24 hours. A hundred percent. And I cut to the quick by saying this is one of the most boring seasons of Big Brother. So if you're looking to start Big Brother, do not start it right now because you will find no satisfaction in watching this, which is supposed to be a Big Brother all-star 
uh, season. But, yeah, um, I hear, but I hear it's not good. And not, not fun. It is fun being in this reality show circle because you hear little things. Like you're like, uh, I heard that like a couple people should get kicked off because they were making fun of somebody like a special needs guy or he's autistic and they made fun of him. Like you hear little spill off things. Yeah, you're that like, might not be related to this season, but I will tell you what's happening. You talk about the real world uh, or, or the, 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 the reality the TV. Well, yes, yes. The reality TV bubble that we talk about, like more and more we're seeing people become like, celebrities on one platform and, and, then, and then migrate to another one. So that's, I mean, that's the people. future. That's the future. I think is that it's one reality show world and they're starting to trade people like sports teams. They're creating these entities and like the challenge, the challenge kind of reinvented itself because they started bringing in cast members from other shows. It's exactly what's happened. They decided to basically do a reboot of the challenge and they're bringing people from the UK uh, you know, whatever X on the beach was before it was, you know, in the U S uh, big brother now had uh, multiple people go on the challenge. And, and then for the all-star season, at least two came back from the challenge, you know? So like, it's like, they're just accruing. I talked about this last time on the show, Instagram following matters in the reality <laughs> space. Uh, people are just bringing their Instagram followers. I've, I've tallied some uh, some numbers oh, for good. contestants tonight. Is, he's like very he's like excited. he's like Goodwill Hunting. It's like a beautiful mind over here. Do you are you the yeah. kind of challenge fan where you were like, oh, I should uh, I should check out what Johnny Banana's penis looks like because they had dick pics. <laughs> are you that kind of fan where you're like, I'm curious what that might look like? A hundred percent in <laughs> on Johnny Banana's penis. <laughs> I hear it's, by the way, I hear it's nothing to write home about. I heard it's nothing to write home about. You know That's what? I, have, I haven't had the pleasure. You know, what's, what's funny about the challenge and a lot of these shows is there's so much infighting on, on social media between, they just bash each other. Yeah. And I, and I like, I, I, I draw the line there. I'll watch your show, but I'm but, not going to watch their drama and pass the, the cameras. Okay. But Tug, you're so, so Tug is like kind of a genius at sports. He knows, like has so much sports knowledge. I don't mess with sports really at all. Uh, and that's by actually the way, what his show is about in, in a way, but don't sports players like do the infighting on Twitter. Don't they trash talk? Isn't this, we talked about it last time. This is a valid sport and trash talking is part of this sport. You're, you're making a lot of sense. Like I, I try to, I really try hard to, to stick with the positive on social media. Uh, it's very hard, as you know, as all of us know out in the world right now, it's extremely hard. But like when I see, um, <laughs> I actually laugh. Do, do you have any friends that like will just blatantly have like a bad hotel visit or a, car, a rental car and they'll like blast Enterprise? Not that Enterprise is bad, but I, was, I think that's so funny when people like shout out like like a negative shout out to like a corporation. And they have like 10 followers. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. you know, because by the way, because you're already screwed because celebrities do that. You think you're going to like do better over like Andy Richter complaining about Delta? Like there's no way. Yeah. Um, so, so I try to avoid that in the first place. And then when, when I see people start catfighting on, on Twitter, I'm like, it just feels, I don't know if it's staged or feels, or that's really how it happens. But I'm like, you guys probably have each other's numbers. Just like take it behind closed doors. But, this is 2020. This you is what we do. Each other's numbers. Well, okay, yeah. so explain a couple. I mean, because you're you're not in any rush, right? Are you in any rush? I'm here as long as okay. you'll have me. Um, we're going all night, baby. Um, well, until so, this wine runs out. Until this okay. wine, this, a bottle of rosé that I'm enjoying. Slow down. I, he's like literally what? chugging the wine. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, um, okay, so explain a little bit about – I. I know I should know more about sports, but I just found out today that the Los Angeles Lakers are one game away from winning the finals. Is that true? We're we there's the NBA is playing right now. Are you serious right now? I'm totally serious. 
I just read, I mean, I read something about the bubble and I didn't really pay attention to it because I thought, well, that would be more news. But I guess the world is so weird now that it's just not everywhere like it used to be. Well, what's funny about this is like we went, you know, and I'm sure you, you one of your best friends, Nick, will, you know, knows what's going on. It's, it's who you go to for sports, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, um, but for like four or five months, there's no sports. There's nothing. It was a drought. Of, you know, everyone was craving sports. And now all, this, all the sports are back. All of them. We're in the all my of- guy friends wanted to talk to me during that time. Now yeah, exactly. it's like been like crickets lately. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get them on the horn. I know. But um, so the bubble happened in July. And the bubble and is it- just where they lock you into a, a, bu- a bubble? Like, yeah. And John Travolta is there and he lives in. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I totally bought you. I was like, totally I was like, why is Travolta there? Because that's my boy in the bubble reference. But uh, Wow. Yeah, a, 70s, a 70s it, reference. It was. Never even seen it. Just know it's out there. But um, So it, they basically took over and commandeered some parts of Disney World. Uh, or extin- <laughs> extension, extensions in Orlando. And there's some arenas and hotels and things. And people played from July. And they've dwindled down. and did the, you know, the, the playoff brackets. And like, like you said, Lakers are one game from winning the title. The Dodgers are in the process of going to the championship series. Does, you don't live do, in LA, I you mean, don't care, but there it is. Do sports, I mean, are they doing good? I mean, is it is it still sports without an audience? I mean, well, is it, are there? I think real sports fans are enjoying this. I actually am enjoying this more because I don't need like, uh, you know, you know how like um, they'll do some random shots of like people in the audience. Like they'll show Mary yeah. Hart, Mary Hart at a Dodgers game. Or she was always sitting next to Larry King at the They're Dodgers games. Right, I noticed. Right in the front yeah. row. If you ever looking for entertainment tonight, so let, you know, hosts, but, um, but yes, I think for the f- sports fan, it's really fun, really exciting, kind of something new. But if you look at the ratings, not doing as well. I think it's a lot of because like where do they air it? Is it just ESPN? Same places, ESPN or TNT. But I think I think people are just out of cycle. Like there's a habit, like a viewing habit. People are used to having basketball at a certain time, and because it's not there, they're just not into it. Um, now, do you watch the NFL? I do. I See, do. I, I, watch- I stopped watching after uh, they stopped airing Hard Knocks. Because that's a reality you love, show. You love, I love, Knox. Rea- you love it. Is a HBO yeah. reality show that actually uh, fo- followed the San Diego Chargers and the LA Rams. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And but what was fascinating this year was it showed all the precautions they would take because of COVID, and it was like they really meant business. They would wear this thing where if you got like within six foot feet of somebody in a conversation, it would beep like a wristband that would like beep. And I was like, these guys are really taking it seriously. It was really cool. But once the game started, I could give a shit. Yeah. You've been like that for years. Uh, uh, was the season good this year? Because I felt like I didn't watch it this year because I, I, I'd heard from people and it, it was the one of the lowest rated uh, hard knocks. Uh, I think in history, it wasn't um, as exciting, but the, 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 the amount of minutia that goes into trying to make this season happen fascinated me. Like they wanted it to happen so bad and you had literally people like testing out for COVID and it was really, that part of it was interesting. Uh, and I always like when somebody gets cut from the team and this one guy got cut and he, savage. Hey, this savage. One guy, this Slow one guy down. got cut. This one guy got cut from the team and he was like, big mistake, dude. And he told, he told the coach big mistake and the guy left and the coach was like, Man, I really like that guy. I might get him back. I was like, wow, that's awesome. By the way, I watched that episode. Did he ever come back or no? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> yeah, I, figured, I remember when that guy did that. And I was like, wow, that's pretty ballsy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to an audition next time and be like, do you want this or not? <laughs> but do you want way, this or not? Yes or that, no? Uh, that's like before I start. 
can we all agree like this is happening? Um, uh, so I want to, I do want to talk about, okay. So Tug's show, uh, he does with the actor, Tommy Dewey. You do know Tommy Dewey. Uh, he's been in so many things that you would recognize most popular on Hulu. What's that? Uh, what's the show yeah. that he's, he's on casual on Hulu. He's also on the Mindy project. Yeah. Uh, he was on the show code black, which was ran on CBS and he's just seen his face around. He's been yeah. you know acting for 15 years and just a great dude. So I, I want to explain this to the audience because they actually really do like when I talk about acting and things. And this story is really interesting to me. So you did Now Who's Now <laughs> Now Who's Talking, right? Now we're now we're now talking. we're talking. God, you know what? I've screwed up the name five times even when I talk to my parents about it. Well, um, here's because here's how here's how you think about it, right? It's like it's it's a double entendre, Ryan. Let's get let's get uh, highfalutin here for a second. One, it's like now we're talking because it's about ex-athletes turning into broadcasting so now we're talking but also it's like when you do something well it's like now we're talking tug right? that completely went over my head and i've watched yeah. every <laughs> yeah. okay so really what it is is that these are two former football players that actually go back to broadcasting school which we see in the first season and that season was a web series produced by lebron james's company and so that first season happened great season awesome right so the second season is going to happen right and then all of a sudden what take us through the story because you guys this is like literally like the titanic like it took so long to happen this is like a kubrick movie like this went through so many stages to get the second season out because the first season funny good great what happens after the first season well, first of all, I want to just, as a quick aside, people, lo people love it on your show when you talk about the entertainment business? Yep, completely. Okay, good. Actually. Well, then you're going to like this, okay? So, as Ryan alluded, uh, we made a show um, for the uh, Verizon, basically trying to get into the streaming game. Like, everyone's trying to get into the platform streaming game out there. Uh, you see, like, places like NBC doing Peacock, HBO Max is out. Do we even know what, what these things are? No, we have no idea, but they're real. And this uh, was three years ago, right? This Go was three 90. years ago, exactly. Go 90. This is pre-Quibi for the people out there who have ever heard of Quibi. <laughs> um, so we tried to do a show called Now We're Talking for Go 90, which was a platform for Verizon. And we made one hour of content. We took that into seven episodes. The show was that you great. wrote That you wrote yourselves. You guys both I, wrote I, the show. I wrote the show with Tommy Dewey. We produced it. We starred in it. And then uh, it went well. We got a nice Writers Guild Award nomination. We got to join the Writers Guild because of that. And then they asked us to do a, a, a second season. But we said, you know what? We don't want to do any more short form. We want to scale up to traditional half-hour stuff. Like we want to make like which, what everyone thinks of as traditional comedy time, 22 minutes, half-hour, whatever you say. For those of you out there who, who are familiar with the show High Maintenance that runs on HBO, it's a very similar model. Like that show – High Maintenance, which is a fantastic show. You should all go watch it if you have time. It started as, uh, as a web series on YouTube, short form series, that then moved to Vimeo and then moved to HBO. And that's basically the model that now we're talking did. So we made seven short form, 10 minute episodes. We've now compiled them on CWC to make them half hours. Um, and then season two is eight episodes of 22 minute, like traditional uh, television. Sitcom, but, yeah. Sitcom stop. But what happened was, I mentioned CWC, right? As we, we shot uh, in 2017 and 2018, we <laughs> shot season two. My, my, my son, who is now four and a half, was in the show. He was 20 months old when he shot. 
his scenes. 20 months old. Yeah. I'm starting my nepotism early. I'm doing a Judd Apatow and getting my kids in my own stuff. Some real yeah. kid that was hungry could have got that role, but you gave <laughs> that, it to yourself. That's right. I auditioned hundreds, hundreds of kids. Went with my own. But, um, but we made the show 2017, 2018. Writers are about to launch. Go 90 implodes. There is no more Go 90. It doesn't exist anymore. So the, the show went into the abyss. The show went into like platform abyss. And we tried to, we got meetings with other companies, trying to figure out where we could place this. For those of you who have any familiarity with the entertainment business, there is a lot of egos in the entertainment <laughs> business. So, you know, conversations happen with network, networks. Deals start to get made. Deals break down. So, but we're, at the end of the day, we're very, very lucky and very happy to be partnered with CW and CW Seed because they're, they're, they've been fun to work with. They've been a lot of fun. They, 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 they put us right next to Schitt's Creek. For those of you out there want to grab CW Seed and you can go so there. Just, just so you know, I want to like, because I yeah. got it, I, I, I have it myself. Is So CW is the network. CW Seed, there actually is an app called CW Seed that you can put on your phone for free. And it has all of their episodes. You have to watch a couple commercials, which like we do with Hulu anyways. And you can watch Shit's Creek on there. You can watch, there's a tons of content on there. And that's where you can see both season one and season two of your show, right? Yep. And you mentioned that it is, it's unlike Hulu, which you agree, you have to watch commercials, but you have to sign up. CWC, you just have to get the app on your Roku or your Apple TV or your Amazon Fire or your computer or your phone app. You can watch it for free. And we're right next to the Schitt's Creek, um, a bunch of like old, or like not even old, but like recent uh, CBS shows, uh, un, you know, Unlimited, um, and a few other, you know, a bunch of other things. You go on, the, you online, take a look and see. Yeah. And, and then eventually we'll be on, um, I think we're going to be on um, the CW in the coming month or two. So like on um, actual, like where, you know, you put on the TV, it's on there. Yeah, I'm breaking a little bit of news, but I think, yeah, we, uh, we're not, not, not actually digital, but the app, it's the CW where we'll have the flash and things like that too. You know, we'll be a part of that as well. And so. I'm on episode three, you guys. So if you even need to like skip, you know, I, I get it. If you just need to go right to there and just. You're not that. on episode three. You're in the, you're in the finale. So for those of you who well, want to see Ryan do well, like, you know, go, go to the finale. He, he's, he's amazing. We made a gift for you. I, I wanted to break some news right now for, for all the listeners out there. What, what are your fans? Do we, we ever decide on your fans' names? Baddies. The baddies. Hey, baddies. I made some gifts on Twitter. Go, go to Instagram at Tug Coker. Twitter at Tug Coker. You can find some stickers, <laughs> gifts. <laughs> but I made some gifts. I made some gifts. I made a very f- a special gift for Ryan. And it's the 11th most popular gift that I made. And let me just tell you. And you me, did make 12 gifts, right? I made 12 gifts. No. <laughs> Look. The 11th most popular gift is you and 91,000 views. Are you kidding me? 100%. 91,000 views. So check it out. Wow. That, Ryan Bailey. Okay. So, okay. So that'll be up on my Instagram. We're going to use that gift from this point on a lot, folks. But, Tug, the, you know, what I, I do want to like kind of impress upon people because they don't understand. And, and the process was exhausting to me. And I was only in one episode, but I would talk to you and, the the all consuming nature of this show. Oh, okay. and first off, you guys, uh, um, is that the show is good. The show, like you're like, oh, am I seeing some kind of rinky dink show? No, it's actors that you know. It's comedy that's amazing. The writing is solid, and I, I'm I'm shitting you not. It really is good. I I I swear to God, you will laugh within the first minute, and the quality actually improves in the second season. But I, what I want to impress upon everybody is that 
you shot okay so the second season what uh, how many episodes eight how long did it take to shoot eight 24 minute episodes we shot 22 days 22 um, days and that okay so when the day i worked on set i remember it was like january 5th of 2017 no, or 18, 18, 18, 2018 yeah. and i was like and Tug was like, had been working, like, think about writing this, think about all this, putting a production together and shooting, like, how many pages is like that in 22 days? Was it like? I, think, I mean, it's like 12 to 15 pages a day. I mean, like, for, for, for those of you who don't know, like, you, you know, an average TV show shoots like six pages a day, something like six. And we're shooting like 12 to 15. Most, most, most episodes of a sitcom, not of a, of a single camera, like The Office or Parks and Recreation. Uh, or the good place they're shot in like five days we are shooting episodes in two or three days which was and you, you mentioned the cast including yourself this is a flex but um <laughs> but uh but we just had so many good actors because we, we didn't have a chance to we didn't have time to waste we needed to bang out takes and like you know everyone would get like two or three takes and we had to move on so you know you know in addition to yourself we have people like you know andy buckley who played David Wallace on The Office? The Office, or, yeah. You know, Mike, Mike Mosley, if you you know him from Ozark, and now scariest, next scariest guy. I was in the I was in the van with that guy, and I was like freaking out because I had just watched the second season of Ozark, and I was like, "Tug, it's the dude from Ozark," and you're like, "I know, I helped cast him," and I was like, "Oh <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah, it's my buddy." Uh, you know, Bonnie Somerville. You know, from, she played Mona in Friends. And Garden was, State. Garden State, exactly. You know, um, and Kyle Bornheimer, who's been on every comedy you've ever seen in the last ten years, is fantastic. And the list just goes on and on. And um, so, I, I'll say this to you: I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of the baddies, may not listen to, like sports, but I feel like it's a show that you can watch with your a significant other uh, who may be into sports. My wife doesn't care about sports at all. My my wife's name is Ryan Bailey, and uh, <laughs> and. and uh, no, I think like even if you don't like sports, I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. And if you find someone who are, or know someone who does love sports, I, ple- I, rec- I know I, I appreciate you passing uh, on the word that this is a show that we're an underdog show. It's, you know? it's a, well, it's an underdog show, but it's what, what I want to impress too is that it's like I just want to like impress that it's not some rink. This is a real show. So even when I saw it, like, and I had read it, it even when I saw it, it was just like oh shit, this is like the quality is there. But what scares me, and Tug, I'll just tell you this, what scares me is I saw the amount of work you put into this and you made it look easy. Like I was praying that I would see like bags under your eyes in this TV show and you look great, which was unfortunate. You look much worse now than I you do. did during really the show. Do. You really do. And, but like <laughs> the amount that you had to like, the amount of effort that put into it and then you look at it, I was just like, this is really good. And that's what scares me is that the fight it took for you guys to get this out there and find the right company like CW seed is just shows that you can never give up. You have to consistently work so hard in this industry, I guess in all industries or anything that you care about, but it's sometimes, was it ever disheartening? Because I saw the effort, like you guys were in like this kind of like lockbox at a time where you're like, I just want it out there. And a lot of people were interested, but you know, it's just the industry is so weird. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, sometimes you feel like at the end of the day, like this is something like I, I, I look, you know, you, you turn, you turn 40 years old, right? And you're like, I, I spend this, I've been working on this project for six years. Like I spent, I spent an eighth of my life on this project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I really want it to come out. 
You're like, you were, people- by the way, Tug was on Broadway and it took less time. Like your Broadway is a, the, the pinnacle for most actors. He was on Broadway and that whole experience took way less time than putting out his own TV show. That was a blip on the radar. I mean, this, yeah. you know, it, I mean, I think of this as an indie film, like, you know, you and I know indie films pretty well. And like independent film takes forever to get stuff made and, and out there. I mean, there are things that are shot and you're seeing it now. Like you think I am, I have to wait. Like the pandemic is forcing so many movies to wait. I mean, so many people even are going to ba- Even the Batman, even huge production. Not, not even Batman, Top Gun. Like every movie that was supposed to roll out this year is going to have to wait two, three years. I mean, they're going to experience what I experienced. But they'll, they'll know theirs is going to come out where I didn't know if mine would ever see the light of day. But like that feeling is not, it's not fun to make something and have to wait three, four years. And now almost every person in the entertainment business that has a movie coming out is going to have to wait two, three years because no one's going to the movie theaters. But, but, but your point about, you know, the work ethic, I, I think about there's an independent director, actor, you may know him uh, named Mark Duplass. He's on the morning show. He's made a bunch of, he's sort of the iconic. De, the the Duplass brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he writes a tweet every now and again that really I, I think about a lot, which is um, if you do not, take care of the things you love, they will go away. Which to me means like you, I, you, I care more about this show than anyone. I knew that if I didn't care about the show, the show would never see the light of day. So that's where the real work comes from. It's, sim- it's similar to what you're doing with you and the baddies. It's like, you have to put all the work in because you care about the show more than anybody. Yeah. Like that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, well, I'll be up till four in the morning and I'll be up like it just, and it's the only thing that I have like with that, like actually possesses me. But you know what? It was always interesting to talk to Tug and he would, um, he would do this thing like, and Tug is one of the nicer guys that you'll ever meet uh, in your life. But he would tell me about conversations where he would call certain companies that, you know, he was waiting on word and you would actually be a little, forceful a little like because you believed in the product because you believed in the product and that's always something that scares me and i'm not saying you were mean but you're like hey i gotta get things done like i believe in this i believe and i think that's always something that shows that that that, that's a sign that we need to pay, pay attention to those things the people that believe in their product and the people that believe in their entertainment and the words they wrote those are the things that we need to highlight and that's why I think it's really important to highlight this show because I can guarantee you if you try to watch it, you will like it. And I, I can just guarantee it. I know you guys, you know. Um, and really appreciate I, I that, hate Ryan. sports. Thank you. I but I hate sports. I hate sports. Well, and I yes. liked it a lot. Well, thank you. I mean, we do a lot. Of- but it's like The Office. It's like The Office and Parks and Rec. It's a, it's that whole vibe, you know. Yeah, it's a fun vibe, and I, we do, and we do a lot of making fun of people, which is I think you know. I know you like, and the, and the baddies out there like. And, um, <laughs> we so love we, making we, fun of people. We, we, do, we do skewer a lot of people in the, in the limelight, you know, and I think it's, for those of you who need a recap on what the show is, and, and thank you for taking the time, Ryan, is that, like, it's just about two guys uh, who played a quarterback in the NFL, played professional quarterback in, in football players, and they just retire. And, then, and it's about, like, how do you, and I think that's interesting because, like, these guys retire in their mid-30s, early to mid-30s, and they still have a long life ahead of them. Um, and we all are in our, go through our lives in our lives transition. And to me, like, it's just interesting to watch a clear delineation uh, of like uh, an a- athlete that's very simple, right? It's like you're a professional athlete and you're not. And we'll talk about professional athlete when we go to the bachelor and bachelorette in a second. <laughs> but it's very clear delineation. You are a pro athlete. You are not. And I was just, I just, I was funny to think about uh, these people uh, playing professional sports and being like, I still have 50, 60 years left. What do I do with my life? What's the existential crisis like? And of course, to me, that's funny. 
And they try to do it through the guise of like trying to go through what's the, what's the easiest transition. Of course, it's broadcasting. I'll go into broadcasting. They think it's so simple, you know, because these athletes, in my opinion, carry this ego with them. You know, they've had their entire lives. You go through high school, and they're, the, you know, they're, the, they're the, the big man on campus. You know, they're great at college, they're great in the pros. And then, and then they try a new skill. They're like, wait a minute, I'm not so good at this, <laughs> you know, but they still have the ego. So that's where I think, um, you know, the, the, the fun of the show really starts. Um, and, and you, and, and for the, and, and, and ladies, the husbands that you have that like, or the boyfriends that like sports, there's plenty of sports cameos and like sports casters cameos. I'm told that I, 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 I don't know who, like, I personally don't know them, but there's a lot of people that participated, right? Uh, tons. And, um, you know, my only, my only regret is I didn't get Colton Underwood. Ah, uh, I know Colton Underwood because yeah, of the Bachelor. Of course, right? I should have gotten more Bachelor, and and I'll, I'm going to post this on Tuesday for you all. So those listening, I hope you you know follow me on Instagram at Tug Coker because I got a lot of videos that I made behind the scenes stuff that I've worked on. Tugs verified on Instagram, by the way, and I I really like where like who did you pay off for that? What is going on? I can't I can't reveal my my sources, but uh, hook it was me a lot up, of money. bro. Hook me yeah, up, dude. I'll hook you up for sure. But I I, I make a joke. I, I, I we did a deleted scene. This is true. This is a little inside scoop for the baddies. Uh, we, d- we deleted the scene ultimately because it was, uh, we just didn't, it was too long. But I'm going to shorten it up and put it on Instagram because we make a connection. Basically, in episode three, these, these, these characters, my character, uh, Tug Tanner and Tommy Arendahl. Which, by the way, guys, so Tug Coker and Tommy Dewey, that's, that's the weirdest part of the whole show. And that's where you show it's lazy writing because it's uh, <laughs> his name's Tug. And you just why Tug, come on. That's the only part that I have to kind of argue with. Are, I, no, are you afraid you forget your name? I think it's a rite of passage for you to write. If you write a show, you got to put yourself, your first name in it, like, it, like uh, Broad City. Look that's at true. That's Mindy, true. Mindy Project. Look at Rami. Whatever it is, it's like you know. That is true. Uh, um, Seinfeld. Felt, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so it, 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 what were we talking about? Right. Um, <laughs> Rose. No, you're talking about uh, the the sports people that were in the show. Yes. The, oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, okay. Colton so, Underwood. So, no, I had a deleted scene. Deleted scene. Yeah. Because. I made a joke because I, you know, as I, as everyone here knows, I like the bachelor and bachelorette and I made a scene about these guys get an idea for, for something that'll make them famous because of the bachelorette. Um, and I say um, the bachelorette is like the perfect feeder system for people getting for former pro athletes to become broadcasters. And so case in point is uh, Jesse Palmer. For those of you who don't know, was The Bachelor about 15 years ago, who was a former NFL like third string quarterback that was became The Bachelor and is and is notorious on The Bachelor for um, giving a rose to a girl that he gives the wrong name to. He he, he says the wrong name, and then and then there's um um uh Jordan Jordan um Jordan Rogers, who's engaged yeah. to jo- JoJo Fletcher. Who Which, by the way, he, Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't even talk to his brother anymore, yes, does he? Yes, that's, the, that's their own issues. I'm not here to get into that, but what I am here to get into is that, <laughs> that guy used the Bachelorette to get a job at ESPN. So if, if this is my belief that if you are a former pro athlete looking to get in broadcasting, get on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. This is the, this is the, the foolproof plan. You brought up Instagram following be a, being a huge part of these things now. Is like, don't you get scared that we're going to eventually, when they're in their fifties, they're falling apart. We're going to have to take care of these people for the rest of their lives. 
Like we're going to stop buying products from them. What happens to that whole, what happens to bachelor nation? I literally thought about this today, Ryan. Um, well, I feel like we're already on borrowed time with both Twitter and Instagram, right? Like, wasn't MySpace? MySpace I, I, I would love it if it went away. That'd be amazing. But my, my, take MySpace, Twitter away. MySpace dominated like the early aughts, right? And then, it, but it, but but it was like a Haley's uh, Haley's comment, right? It was a flash in the pan. I mean, we're going on like ten years of Twitter and a good like eight or nine years of Instagram. Like TikTok is making a move. I mean, you see so much of Twitter is being reposting TikTok videos, but like. Is, is it, I mean, is, there's a shelf life, right? I like, mean, there's, there should be. I mean, like you went to Friendster, to MySpace, to like all of the stuff that we have now. Facebook is lame as hell. And uh, Twitter and Instagram, I love those both, but I could see them both being blown out of the water at some point too. That should be the natural evolution of anything. I mean, that's what we learned from Jurassic Park. But like, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, none of this should exist. Like, I mean, it does help to a degree, but at the end of the day, none of these things really help us do anything. Oh, but but, but the, the bachelor, the bachelor and bachelorette people or any reality stars, the way they use Instagram, it's so vapid and boring. Yet everybody fought like you have like, I mean, like uh, say like the, the best scientists or the like NASA astronauts, they have like what, you know, the, on the best case, 300,000, you'll have a new girl that just like a contestant on the bachelor. She'll already get a million by the first week. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this Instagram numbers in a second, but you're so right. Like, uh, you know, we talked about last year, there's a clear, last time we should go back and listen to the episode from when we broke down The Bachelor, but there's a clear delineation between like of 2011, 2012, where every person uh, after 2012 basically has a million followers. Uh, every, yeah. every, every Bachelorette. So, and, do you think and those are half bot or do you think those are all real followers? I mean, what is what that what is that thought process for a girl or a guy where it's like oh tv follow like what is that thought process of like i need i need to see what's going on here you know i, I honestly i have no clue i i i don't i don't know if i follow a single personality uh on on a reality shows that i haven't met personally um so i have no clue i mean I'm, i know you got blocked by jack wow i guess um, i guess the big question now is who have you met, Tug? Because obviously you wanted me to ask that. <laughs> yes. Who's huge name drop? Um, no, I don't want to. I don't want to say. I, I can't say. Is it? Is it Serena? If we go through, <laughs> hey guys, go through his followers and see who, who follows him. See who follows him. I've definitely met uh, Lisa Renna many times, but I've, I've got- Wait, wait, wait. Well, because by the way, he also is. Uh, him and his wife own a really amazing. Walmart in Santa Monica that has amazing food called Esther's. I mean, you guys are open again for business on the outside, right? I mean, is everything are, coming yeah. back to, it really is actually one of the most amazing dining experiences you'll have. And I, I, I hate to keep kissing your ass, but I've had so many fun, uh, fun times there. The, if it, the, the people there will recommend the perfect wine for you. The food is amazing. Do you guys still have that liver pate that you, by the way, how, how, what an asshole I sound like. Do you guys still have that liver? <laughs> Excuse me. Do you still do have you that still liver, have pate? The liver pate? Do you know I had Jack in the box for lunch today and I just like <laughs> dropped liver pate? Yeah. <laughs> we have, every, yes, we have that because it's, it's been, a, it's been a nice staple for us, but yeah, we, we, we actually do, do sell wines to a lot of people throughout the country. And were um, you about to say Lisa Rinna has been in? Well, Is that why you know, know her? I, no, you can't. I, I, oh, you're not allowed to say who's been in. That's correct. I don't say, I don't kiss okay, and okay, tell, okay. but I will say this. 
I've gotten to know Lisa Renner from your Instagram this past week. I mean, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Tug. If, by the way, if you would ever want to foster a relationship between me and Lisa to mend that, because by the way, she does pay attention. She actually will answer people's comments on my posts that I've not tagged her in. That so is she's always crazy. watching. She's always watching. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is her thing. This is if you find a thing, you got to cherish it. What What did Mark Duplass say earlier? If you don't care about the things you love, they will go away. And this is That's her a, thing. Well, if you ever see her again, tell her to stop dancing in those stupid videos. I just hate it. I hate it so much. She does these <laughs> dances. I hate it so much. It's so bad. I like Harry Hamlin though. Ha, well, has has Lisa ever been the 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 jerk of the week? Oh, the douchebag of the week. Yeah, I, I actually stopped doing douchebag of the week until this week. I, I brought it back because there is a guy named Max Eric that got engaged to Demi Lovano. I don't know if you know who she is, uh, Tug. She's one of the premier teenage pop singers that's in her 20s. Very and familiar with Demi, but not Max Eric. Not so they got engaged over quarantine, and then he turned out to be a guy that was just using her for her fame. And he's an actor, and he kept like – they broke up. And he's like – he was doing like a, a film where he plays a Christian pastor. And he was like – he was on Instagram Live. He's like – I have families depending on me to do a good performance. And this is like, like he would fake cry on Instagram live. It was really insane. And he's such a douchebag. Wow. I'm, I'm looking him up right now. And do you see him? Like he used to be yeah. young and the restless. It's, it's very soap opera. Wow. This is crazy. Well, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm going to have to get back into the show. I've, I've, been, I've missed the last few episodes because I'm busy promoting. Now we're talking. But now I feel that way like, with your kids. Do you just – this is what upsets me is like with your kids, do you just hit them up with sports or do you like let them know about reality shows? Is it – like that's what I just – I hate that they're getting like a one-sided view of like how life works. No, you're so right. And I, I, I actually say to them, you know, I, I don't care if you love sports because <laughs> one of my good friends, um, yeah. he let doesn't love sports. Let him watch The Bachelorette. Let him watch The Bachelorette this season. <laughs> let him watch – it's not going to kill you to let the older one watch The Bachelorette. When is there going to be like a like a like a young bachelorette, like a like a preteen bachelor bachelorette? Wait, that's her. Wait, are you making a comment about Claire Crowley's age? That's because correct. she's the oldest bachelorette in the Bachelor franchise history. And the thing is, isn't she only like thirty eight? She's thirty nine. Uh, she's dead to us. She's dead. That is, that is ancient. Did you see the promos? <laughs> I'm, I'm, wait, I'm wait. kidding out there. I'm kidding. Wait, I'm wait, kidding. Tug. Did you see the promos for this? The billboards. They yes. they have her in the Mrs. Robinson graduate pose, which you guys don't even know what that is. But the graduate was a Mike Nichols movie with Dustin Hoffman. It kind of just like it made Dustin Hoffman a star. And the whole thing was Mrs. Robinson was this older lady that he fell in love with. And it's an iconic movie poster. And they're using that as like Claire Crowley's like the older lady. And there's a younger man who are these bat like the bachelor contestants, the bachelorette contestants. And I'm like, Dude, she's only 39. Like, that's Mrs. Robinson was in her late 50s, early 60s. Like, where are we as a society that we're calling her old? Or maybe it's just crazy. because maybe just because we're her age. I don't know. Like, I, I want to see a picture um, of that where, where we, you know, there's a famous iconic image where we look through Mrs. Robinson's legs and we see Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. But I want, I want to see, um, I want to look through Claire's, don't think it's the wrong way, Claire. I want to look through Claire's leg <laughs> and see, I want to see Chris Harrison. 
Uh, <laughs> I, just want, I want Chris Harrison to sort of wait. Don't you love over. whenever Chris Harrison does like kind of an interview during quarantine? He would have his book propped up behind him. Hundred percent. I'm so glad you brought this. Thank up. you. So You're welcome, we're, Doug. You're welcome. We're making a full pivot into the Bachelorette now, and I want. Did you watch the greatest seasons of all time? Did you watch? Doug, I really, show? I really wish you hadn't like pointed that out because that's what a smooth podcaster does, and then you just pointed out my trick. Like that is like how I smoothly transitioned. Like I yes. appreciate the compliment, but then you made the audience aware how good I am. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I mean, do you not want to shine a light on your greatness? I'm, yes. I'm, I apologize. Yes, I did. I did watch uh, the uh, the greatest hits. Yes. Did everyone watch it? Did you? Could, how many of those episodes had you seen previously? Because I probably had seen about fifty percent. Like the early episodes, I had not seen. Early episodes, I did see, and then I wow. gave up after like the fifth season. I was into Trista and Ryan. Some, in my opinion, Krista and Ryan is the first. I'm, I made a little, a small ranking of the top three bachelorettes in so history. Trista, Trista Sutter was the first bachelorette, and she uh, got married to this uh, Down syndrome guy named Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, who, no. no, he's also a firefighter. He can do things, but he he doesn't have a, Down syndrome. Oh, no, he just looked like no. Okay, uh, Ryan, edit this part out. We're at <laughs> uh, okay. We're at uh, 40, 45 minutes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right he does have a little bit of a downsy look though he's like a little doofy no i, well, I, I want to talk about this um yes you mentioned you mentioned uh Tr- trista right yeah and she I, I had not seen the very first season of the bachelor which she got in she came in second place or something like that i had not seen the, her journey to become the bachelorette it's always and, a journey it always love, is a journey. I love right? when you say journeys and it's like there's actual real life journeys and then I love when they say it like journeys to become a bachelor or bachelor. I'm so branded into the the, the bachelor you really content. Are. You're so into bachelor. You are bachelor nation. Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm there for the right reasons. I'm watching the show for the right reasons. <laughs> and, uh, but, but Ryan and Trista, like that was like early proof that this could work because he, because Ryan was so, he was a firefighter. He seemed very shy. Like you see a lot of people in this show. You say watch. shy. I say dumb as hell. Like that's so <laughs> funny. Like I love that you attach that to him when it's like, he was just a good looking firefighter. I found him cherubic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that, you know, Bob Guinea was cherubic, not, <laughs> not, no, Bob Guinea went in there and had sex with all the women. Like he was like the scandal. It's good for him, but because Bob's an undercover player, Bob is not a player. He just crushes a lot. Like he really, he really was like play the song. Yeah, <laughs> he really was. He came in there with a knee injury. Said he gained a couple pounds, and then he made everybody feel bad for him. It was perfect. So yes, so I, I felt like Ryan was like shy, and, and I, to me it was like you see so many. We watch enough seasons now where everyone falls in love with like the most, like very often the most sexually promiscuous, someone who has like the most sexual chemistry with the um, the bachelor or the bachelorette. That may, that may be true with Trista and Ryan, but like Ryan felt like he was shy. He was writing poems. Uh, I had not seen the season before I watched the rewind, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this is this is a really really good season." And you know, it, it was so long ago; it wasn't even in HD. It wasn't even in like 1080. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> Wait, not even 1080, bro? Was it 480? No, yeah, it was like you know, it was like through a, a VHS. It was in VHS, but um, to me, to me, I have the. I'm going to put Trista as one of the top three contestants in the Bachelorette. Now, I got to okay. say this about the Bachelorette. I feel like the Bachelorette is the less 
I enjoy watching the guys sort of like uh, you know the the the, the, the cockfights. But it feels like the, it's, they're the less this a, strong. This is, fam- this is a family show. That's. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, edit yeah. that out. Yeah. Le- the, they're less strong seasons overall. Because I only have two seasons that I feel like I'm really emphatic about. Um, and that's Hannah Brown from just a couple seasons ago. I thought it was a very strong season. You know, we, we never really got to talk after we did that episode, handicapping all of those people. Yeah. Hannah we never really get to like how Hannah really made herself a presence in that season with that iconic uh, mascara with her crying in that one scene where she looked like the Joker, the walking Phoenix, where it was just like just dripping mascara where it was like, there's no way a normal girl wears that much mascara where it would be like, do you think the producers told her to watch that much much mascara? I, and by the way, I'll tell her, I say Hannah Brown made my quarantine worse. All of her TikTok videos with Tyler, I I did not like that at all. I'm just not that kind of guy. Like, I'm not a, like, hey, let's wake up and do TikTok dances, you know? Are, were they ever a thing? They, they give some, uh, Tyler and Hannah give themselves a chance off. Well, off he, he they, they danced around it, but I saw an Us Weekly, <laughs> Us Weekly alert. I get Us Weekly emails all the time, and there was a thing of like, Tyler's concerned about how Hannah is lately. And I'm like, why are we still? And I, I will tell you all the girls and all you listeners that are girls. I got so many emails defending Tyler Cameron because I made him a douchebag of the week once. I remember this. And I got so, I, that was the only time the most emails I've gotten saying I'm wrong about somebody. And I'm like, how am I wrong? If he's hanging out with Stassi baby, Kylie's friend, if he was hanging out with, he went to, the Hadid's grandma's funeral. Like that's wacky. That shows you like, which by the way, off, off topic, but Dua Lipa is uh, dating Anwar, the son of the Hadid's and he has got a shovel face. Like, I don't even get it, but anyways, um, <laughs> oh, you know, he does though. Like, it's like, what have you done? You don't even, I'm you're not-, not even a model. Like how is like Dua Lipa is an amazing singer. Like, why are you doing that just to be a part of that family? Sorry, well, sorry. No, I, I, I this, listen, this is why I listen to your podcast because <laughs> I, I need those kind of comments. But, but for me, like, I remember being a little scared. I did not love Hannah when she was on The Bachelor. And I, then I uh, ran into someone who'd worked on the season. And she said, Hannah's going to really impress you with the season. And, and I, to her credit, I think the season was really, really good. Wait, yep. you, you ran into somebody that worked on The Bachelor and said, I think you're going to really like the season? Worked on, she worked at ABC. So she had seen oh, like, some, okay. some of the cuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But the night, the other, the other contestant. So I have Trista, Hannah Brown, and JoJo. To me, JoJo is one of the great bachelorettes of all time. JoJo Fletcher. Now she, that she ended was up with Palmer with with she, uh, she, Jordan, Jordan Aaron Rodgers. Rogers, Jordan she, Rogers ended up, yeah. she ended up she ended up with Jordan Rodgers, which I think they're doing very well. I, I I will be the first person to say that I didn't necessarily think I would believe in that relationship. But they sound like they're doing great, and I think JoJo she is made like, you. So she made you believe in love. One hundred percent. That's that's. By the way, that's isn't that what it's you, about? That's, that's all you can about. ask. That's all you can ask from the Bachelor franchise is for you. And see, that's why Bachelor Nation. I should not make fun of them because what it teaches people to do is open up their crusty, broken down hearts and like make you believe that love exists. And it's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, train like that every day. <laughs> Which, by the way, what do you think they're going to do in terms of quarantine? They would always have some like kind of weird band like Train like pop out of the thing. They're not going to be able to ship bands in. I, I, that's a really good point. Well, now, the I'll, NBA had the bubble, and so does the Bachelor. The Bachelor the has the bubble. They're yeah. they're at the La Quinta. Uh, they're not on the La Quinta Inn. 
They're at the La Quinta Resort. I stayed okay. at the La Quinta Resort for Coachella one year. I tripped my balls off there. Like, it was insane. Um, okay, so going into this season, are you ready to open your heart to, first off, this girl, what is your opinion of Claire Crowley? Did you watch her season that she did not get picked? Well, here's the funny thing about Claire. Claire has been one. It's, she's like the Nick, in my opinion of the bachelorette like nick was i think he he became a finalist in back-to-back seasons he went on multiple bachelors in paradise then they ultimately decided to give him a chance uh at driving the the ship and become the bachelor claire to me is is that version for the bachelorette where she was a contestant um in juan pablo season came in second place um she is famous for basically uh rebuffing him um when he he turned her down he, she said listen i you know I, you're not the, you're not a man you're not a real man um <laughs> I've, and then she would, I've heard that before <laughs> <laughs> she so she goes on multiple bachelors in paradise i think she's actually on the um the bachelor's winter olympics when they tried that weird weird thing um she's been on everything so so my point is for whatever reason, they didn't love people from the previous season, so they decided to go with Claire. I'm a fan of Claire. What I think is interesting is that the show itself has made fun of Claire a lot. If you watch <laughs> The Bachelors in Paradise, sometimes she would – Bachelors in Paradise, there's a season where she breaks down, and they have her talking to wild animals. Like, she would talk and cry, and the editors would cut – two wild animals like talking back to her which only tells me that they think that they think she's crazy someone's feeding to the editors this person is a crazy person which is by the way we do not want to like i i do hate that stereotype of the crazy lady like i don't i i'm I'm being honest i do not like that stereotype i think it's so overused they're actually using it on below deck med this season and i hate i just i think it's like that's so overused and this usually not the truth well, I, I agree with you. I 100%. I'm a fan of Claire's. What I'm saying is, it's it's this has been generated by the show. You know, the show has her talking to animals. And now and, and and they're doing it as comedy, but they're saying that they're they're making a, they're making a joke. You know what I mean? So I'm really excited for Claire uh, to be the Bachelorette. Now, for those of you who have been living under a rock, you may not be privy to this information. But there's breaking news going on that almost everyone who follows the Bachelor Bachelorette knows. She quickly ends. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! For anyone, yeah, guys. If anybody doesn't want to be swept away by the magic of the season of the Bachelorette, we do need to talk about some things that have been heavily out there in the news. Um, this has been heavily out there, but I just do want to warn months. you, there will be spoilers right here. And I think everybody's grown up enough to handle that, but I just want to warn you. And also, uh, at the end of The Sixth Sense, he uh, he does see dead people. They were all dead the whole time. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, so, spoiler alert is now, we're, we're breaking that embargo. Claire leaves the season within three or four episodes. I, to my knowledge... To my, my sources tell me that she does three rose ceremonies and then leaves the show because she finds someone in her group of men that she wants to be with. Unacceptable. 
unacceptable. Unacceptable. That's you came to play a game. You, you know, the game is like you got to get to the end, the Super Bowl. Like, so I'm, but by the way, what compelling television to go into that we know we get to see that? I'm excited. I'm really excited about it because you know why I'm excited about it? Because I like watching uh, shows do things on the fly. And so, again, this is a spoiler. Yeah, imagine that production. By the way, we both have like worked on shows. Imagine the production having to go on the fly of like, uh, she's out, guys. She's, she's out. She's out. Yeah. She, she, she just said she found somebody and she's like done. So they, they, so they fly in another contestant. So this is another spoiler. Ryan knows this. I'm just going to yes. announce it. They bring in Tasha Adams <laughs> to become the new Bachelorette. Now, for those of you who don't know Tasha, um, beautiful she, girl. Be, be, be very very nice woman uh, uh, <laughs> wow you do not you don't think she's beautiful obviously no, I, I said I beautiful know, I, you said very nice woman i do i do think she's oh, beautiful okay. as well um she's beautiful uh 30 years old was on colton's season i think she came in third place um was a fan favorite she ended up going on bachelor in paradise she hung out with our uh our, our good friend ryan <laughs> john paul jones yes <laughs> um they, they had a thing during their bachelor in paradise season so basically she comes in and 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 takes over the crown as bachelorette and then and so to, to my not my sources tell me for those of you out there who are in, in, you know, excited about this uh this process that claire um, had um, 31 guys come in to meet Claire, 31 men. I believe that she cut around 14 to 16 men on the first uh, or the first uh, three oh, oh, episodes. I, th- I think she cut it in half, and then yeah, yes, exactly. And then um, she she runs a- away with a man whose name we can talk about if you want. Um, but uh, they bring in Tasha, and they bring in about five or six new contestants so i think taisha um gets to meet 20 men and a lot of them are people a lot of them are men who got to meet both claire and taisha so you're telling me they don't even replenish the man pool for taisha they do replenish but it's not it's not a uh wholesale replenishment yeah exactly it's a piecemeal replenishment I'm all right letting Claire go, which, by the way, as Bachelor Nation, and also as Bachelor Nation, we're going to an election season. It's going to be weird to see how this tears Bachelor Nation apart. But uh, the Tasha thing is, like, I would be more comfortable if Claire left, but we were still able to check in with Claire every week after she left the facility to see how her relationship is going. Because we all know how hot and heavy those initial relationships can be, but I want to see it a month later. I want to see it a month later after that. I would want check-ins, like a 10-minute check-in every week. I 100% agree with this. I th- I'm going to go as so far as to say I'm rooting for Claire. I've always been a big fan of Claire's. I'm still a big fan of Claire's. I want her dead. No, you want her dead? No, I didn't. But see, I didn't watch Claire's season. I, I trust everybody that she's great. No, Claire's great. And I think what I'm interested in is the fact that she was given this chance that she's probably always wanted. And then she, I'm, I'm so, I guess this is why I'm excited to watch this season because she's so committed to this person that she leaves. She, 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 she's so committed to the person that she just met while also wanting to be the bachelorette so bad that she decides, I don't want to go through the full season. I'm going to see if this thing works out with this guy I met for five or 10 days. To me, if, if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't go to marriage, I'm going to go on record saying 
this is the worst <laughs> bachelorette <laughs> in the history of the show. That's a hot take, okay? We, we live in an era of hot takes, and I'm saying, and I'm saying that because she didn't give herself a chance to to live the full experience. Now, from my understanding, from my sources, tell me that they, you know, instead of doing hometown visits and stuff, um, they're flying people in. You know, people get flown in <laughs> uh, <laughs> as family members. See- that's what I want to see. Like we talked about earlier, we talked about the uh, uh, hard knocks show and all the precautions they take. I want full, like I want to see nose tests. I want to see blood drawn. <laughs> no, but like, wouldn't, don't you want to see all of Like, no, that's a part of it for me. Like I want to see, like if they have sex, like I want to see immediate re- results. Like I think that needs, I feel like they should have stats on the screen of their lat, like what their oxygen pressure is. Like I want to see all of it because if they're locking them down all in one facility that, because by the way, you do also remember, remember when Chris Harrison, he went to his son's uh, graduation Chris Harrison wasn't allowed to come back into the bachelor bubble. That's a spoiler That's right. alert. That's a spoiler, but that was on uh, TMZ. That's an, it's a nice spoiler. You, some people, some, some uh, former contestants come in to take on the Chris Harrison role for a few weeks. I'm excited to see that too, because Chris has been a part of the show from the very beginning. Um, That's got to so hurt get, Chris too, because you, you know, after what they did on dancing with the stars with those hosts, Chris, Chris knows that ABC is ruthless. Like Chris is like, I go to celebrate a son. You guys replace me in a second. Like yeah. that's like, I figure kind of like ABC is like, no, sorry, it's COVID. But then they bring in some like hot new sexy host, you know? Yeah. And not only that, they had, um, they had, they had uh, Chris's son working on the, he was running camera on those, those episodes. Is that true? Remember? Is that true? No, no, it's not. It's, it's true. It's true. No, I'm not saying oh. he ran camera, but, uh, but during the, the, the best seasons of all oh, time, he was okay. running the camera for that. So um, yeah, but you, you know, we about but like, imagine having to apologize to your dad for like ruining his whole career. Like, you know what like lightning in a bottle is to get Chris Harrison's job? Like it's lightning in a bottle. Like that job doesn't come around once. Like only three people, like Ryan Seacrest, Chris Harrison, and Jeff Probst. And yeah, exactly. Jeff Probst. Yeah. Without Survivor, that's that's such a great example. Those come along, like you only have those three people. If you get kicked out, you're done. And like, I just hope Chris Harrison is such a strong part of Bachelor Nation where she can never get kicked out. I don't see Chris. Chris's job to me is the greatest job in the history of the world because he literally just comes in <laughs> and says the same five lines and then leaves. Like, like his, his probably, he's probably contracted out that his hotel room is amazing. And, you know, he, like, comes in and listens to people. And, well, yeah, uh, he always hides in, like, weird areas, and then he just, yeah. like, steps in. <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 we say it's, like, the easiest job, but what if it's the hardest job? What if he, like, is, like, always omnipresent and is always, like, Batman? He's just, like, hovering over, and only sometimes he jumps in because he needs to, but he's there regardless. Like, what if he's there 24-7 just in every scene? We he cares that much. I'd, I'd like to see him do a season where he actually puts on a mask, like, face-off. And tries to be a contestant on The Bachelor just to see, just to test his own skills with the game. Like he's probably learned enough moves to know like what works. And he, what? then he rips his mask off. He's like, "I'm Chris Harrison." <laughs> I, would, I would love to see Chris Harrison train another host, kind of like a Mr. Miyagi kind of a thing of like a fun, <laughs> where like they're like teach me, and he's like, "No, it's so long ago." He's like, "Teach me how to host," and you know, like they teach him how to say the most dramatic rose ever. You know, like it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, don't you think one of the most exciting parts of this season will be when Claire comes out, says she's found love, and then these guys have to act like they're insanely in love with Tasha all of a sudden? 
Like, isn't that going to be the weirdest part of the season when they're going to be like, oh my God, it's you. I'm in love more with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for a couple of those edits. You know they're coming. We're like, I'm actually, they're going to be like, no offense to Claire. Like, I'm really excited it's for Shasha. Sh- it's it's going to show what douchebag guys really are. The person, the the, the gentleman that um, that Claire, this we talked about age earlier. And age is nothing but a number. We all know this. We all admit to this. As the older I get, the more I believe in that. But the the contestant that that Claire runs away with is seven years younger. Damn, Claire. Yeah, not. I mean, listen. It doesn't mean anything. It's just. It's just a fact, right? Yeah. And so, and and I will say this: this person, the person who 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 she runs away with, the first thing on his Instagram page says former NFL athlete. Now I looked it up. Never actually played in an NFL game. He was on the scout team. But this all circles back to this thing I talk about: social sports. Now we're yes. talking The Bachelor. It all comes full circle. These athletes, remember we, we talked to, um, I mean, Colton was a former NFL athlete. Wait, what, um, what, do you, wait what, real quick, what do you think of Colton putting a tracking device on that girl's car? Did you read that? Ca- Cassie? Yeah. In the, breakup, I, in the breakup, he put a tracking device, and that's why she was granted the, uh, the restraining order. Oh my God. This is news to me. I told you, I do not follow these people. Oh my God. I don't, I don't, I don't want to follow these people past the show. I do not want to get sucked in. He that. put a tracking device on her car after the breakup. That's, that's how he got the restraining order. That's how she got the restraining order against him. That's why he jumped. That's why he keeps jumping walls. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing oh. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So, so social sport, which is, this is the sports that we like, this is the sports I'm into. So social sports. Yep. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like this guy's a former pro athlete. Um, you'll, you'll but he's see a him. liar. He's a liar. Cause he's, he's not a really, a, he's not really a former athlete. If you're not playing in the game. Well, I, you know, who knows? I actually, I went to play basketball in college and I, I red shirted. I never played in the game. I still say I'm an athlete. What does red shirt mean? It just means you, it means you get to sit out, you sit out the year and you maintain your eligibility. Like if I wanted to stay, if I want to be a Matthew McConaughey and stay in college for five years, did you stay in five years? You went to Arizona state. Everyone stays five years. <laughs> I stayed four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was in theater, man. I, I went. I took a, like a semester off to go to Chicago. <laughs> Wait a minute, you did like an upright citizen? Wait, you, like, no, I did. I did. I taught at uh, Northwestern for a. <laughs> you taught an, as an undergrad? Uh, no, I mean their cherub program. It was like a, a offshoot, like a Shakespearean thing. Because I was, okay, cool. I was in a Shakespeare program back in the day, and yeah, and I did performance art with my buddy Dusty <laughs> at, at the. Well, he was he was a grad at the Art Institute of Chicago, so it was. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll just. Because that last semester, I just took a couple classes and I lived with my parents. It was super easy. Yeah, four and a half years. So I took a be- be- I took a Beatles class at ASU and I aced it. I didn't. I didn't go to one class. You basically redshirted. I always. I always say that if I had to do college again, I would probably go to Arizona State. Just because I felt like I, I went when I was twenty two. I graduated college and I drove cross country. I went to. I stopped in Scottsdale. Went to Arizona State. I was like, this is one of the most fun places. I've ever. Seen. Oh, my only problem is that they, they shut off bars at one one a.m. Now it's two. They changed that. Now, but it was one a.m. when it I was one a.m. Yeah, it, yeah. That was the only downside. Otherwise, I was like this sounds like seems like amazing. Everyone's amazing. 
Um, so you, you hit the jackpot. You did it right. No, the no, first but, time. but, but Tug, no, I didn't because during that whole time at college, I didn't drink or do any drugs. I wasn't like straight edge. I just was like, eh, I like, and when I drank, it was like whiskey sours. It had to be like the sweetest drink that you'd yeah. ever tasted in your life. Like, and Midori, I was like, Midori sour. I was like, Ooh, this is good girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen your Charlie Chaplin photos. So I, I know, <laughs> yeah. know what kind of person you were, but, uh, you know, just to circle back to the, to, to the show, and talk about the Instagram, the Instagram, you know, this is case in point, right? Claire, who's been pretty famous in the, uh, in the bachelorette world for six, seven years. Well, six years, maybe, um, has 604,000, uh, Instagram followers, 604,000. Tasha, who's been out basically out for two years, 856,000. She's sure she's sure to skyrocket into the millions when she becomes the bachelorette. So, and then, and then their careers are made. Like we think about the Andy Dorfman's of the world who came onto the bachelor and bachelorette as a lawyer. I don't know if she's still a practicing lawyer. I'm sure she's just, you know, working her Instagram and, you know, reality show fame. That's the ticket. That's what people do. Um, you know, and I think there's some good articles out there. I'll have to dig them up another time about all these people who basically, you know, use the bachelor platform to start other careers yeah uh, yeah so i mean you know, who do you think the most successful is at, at that i'm also trying to think about like who, who've made substantive i mean dr fauci change. of course would be my number one yeah, he was dr. so fauci, good he really came to light this last six months yeah <laughs> When he was on Deanna Pappas's season uh, <laughs> back in 2008, he was excellent. I couldn't believe that she like went to the hometown back in New York, and uh, they walked through the halls of Fordham, and they're like, "This is this is where it all happened." But um, <laughs> Doctor Fauci's like, "I love Train. What I love them. They're my favorite band." <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think about who, who really, who really. Uh, Who's really, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know if there's like a full a, a person that's really fully broken out from the world. There's some people who've who've taken advantage of it, like Ashley Eyes of the world, oh. the, the Ben Higginses of the world. They, they all really have po- they all have podcasts. All have podcasts, all have like touring, they're like t- they do touring shows now. It's just amazing to watch these people. Did uh, you see what's her name from last episode from last season? Who um was who had like oh my god that country singer i dated that chase guy remember yeah, she was like no, oh i've already forgotten him but yes yeah me too but he, she ended up she's now with that guy that killed somebody with his car okay that's interesting yeah that happened in the off season too like it's like <sighs> how i mean is it just because like there's so many sliding in the dms of bachelor nation like and i think bachelor in paradise that's why i don't take I don't take Tasha that serious because she had a bad showing on bachelor in paradise. Like she embarrassed herself with John, like that whole John Paul Jones and all that other, like, I just don't think she had a good season. I feel like a bachelorette or a bachelor should not like they're above bachelor in paradise. They're above it. I just don't feel like they should even be anywhere near it to be that kind of like head of a show. It's a great point. You know, I think like you might see some returns people. I mean, um, I think um, Becca, Becca was like a recent bachelorette broke up with some, with her her fiance, whose name whose name is escaping me all of a sudden. But he but he was in trouble for having some some sort of like you know saying some racist things in his past. So it's 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 extremely it's an extremely weird organism, uh, the bachelor and bachelorette. But yeah. you, as we talked about earlier in the episode, 
um, it's just becoming quickly, you know, more, more and more quickly becoming like this, this universe unto itself. Yeah, it really, it, it truly is. Um, so do you want to go over a couple of these people that I'm reading in this? By the way, uh, we're getting a lot of the information tonight from a Marie Claire article, which Tug is a subscriber of. And he's never miss it. Yeah, never it's miss a, it. It actually has been a comforting each month. They do very cool articles about ladies issues. And we have, yeah, I'm a fan, so I'm a new fan. But you know what's interesting about all the guys that I'm seeing in this article is that everybody kind of nobody stands out look wise because everybody looks the same. You're absolutely right. Now, what I think, and we're going off the same thing, MarieClaire.com, which I love. Great recipes for butter uh, nut squash soup. Oh. Um, um, but you're right. A lot of people look the same, and we're, there's a little bit of bias, we have to admit, because Marie Claire gives us only two sentences or three sentences about each person, and they will tell us when someone is important. But why um, didn't we have, like, last time when we did this, we had the ABC thing, and there were full fucking bios about these people. I, you know, I, I was looking as well. I was scouring the internet for that, and my belief is what we talked about earlier. I think the production team is scrambling a bit because it's so chaotic, right? Yeah. Even real, I, look, I went into Reality Steve today who is the master of breaking news. And he basically said, this is what I have. I don't have everything. I have everything up to this point, but I don't but that's know. Kind of ex- that's kind of exciting for why because Reality it. Steve always has it. Always has it. He's like, I don't know who the winner is. You know, I don't know this is, this is what I have. So like that, you're exactly right. Like it is exciting to know that maybe they're still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but, but it does remind me before we go into it, the one last, the one season... Probably seen as a as a as a black eye on the Bachelor franchise. Bachelor Chris, the farmer from Iowa. Everyone, you know, when you think of the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchises, you think of exotic escapes when you get down all, to the final all, four. Always, yeah. Tahiti, Europe, wherever. The, the ba- Bakersfield. Bakersfield. The contestants yeah. for Bachelor Chris went to Iowa. <laughs> they were in Iowa. And now the same thing is happening where they're basically doing a version of Big Brother, which we talked about earlier, because they're in one location the entire time. There's no, uh, you know, there's no let's get away to a secluded beach. We're at the La Quinta Resort, which is nice. Very nice. It would be funny if they dressed up certain like rooms as like you went to the Italy room, you know? (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So some of these guys, is there anybody, because when we did the bachelor, uh, predictions, the one girl did definitely stand out to her. What's her name? The perfect looking girl that yeah, is kind of um, lame. I think she was a Hannah also, right? Wasn't yeah. Hannah, uh, Hannah she, A, I want to say. Yeah. She was of course stood out to us and, uh, she's trying to make her way out here as a, an influencer and all that stuff. But None of these guys, so like the first guy, AJ Jalawin, they say Jalawin, 28, is from Irvine, California, and was part of a, <laughs> and was a part of the coronavirus recasting, which does that mean the Taisha recasting? That is my, that is my, to my belief as well. I think it's a part of the coronavirus recasting, yeah. Well, this guy looks like somebody that's like, I feel like if this guy, if we're judging by this guy, they're like scraping the bottom of the barrel. This guy looks just like, like, no, I mean, like he looks like he has a good personality, but it's, he's no, like nothing to write home. He's like a, 
like a C-level dashboard confessional singer, you know? It's a very unflattering picture for Al uh, Jalawan. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I don't want to, I don't, I want to move past Al and get to the, like a couple, a couple characters in. And the reason I bring this up, let's go to Bennett Jordan. Okay. Right? Yeah. Bennett Jordan is 37 from Atlanta. So why, why is 37 interesting? If he, if he's on there because of Claire, the, their ages are, you know, 30. Match. They're Almost. matched, right? You, you just don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of bachelorettes who are 39. You don't see a lot of contestants that are 37, which I think yeah. is very, very interesting to watch. I'm excited to watch. Imagine some, so Claire has been in the bachelor universe. She's used to this. Imagine a 37 year old man saying, now's the time for me in my reality show career. Yeah. Like that to me almost makes it like an American psycho thing. Like why, what would possess? And he's wearing a button up shirt. He's in a checkered button up shirt. He has a, he's a good looking guy, but he's a 37 year old guy. And I just feel like he's, but he, it says he's part of the recasting, which also then would make it part of Tasha's season or people are dropping like flies from coronavirus during Claire's part of it. What I, what I, what I think about, you hit the nail on the head with American psycho because I, I think he actually is um, the Christian Bale character. He looks a lot like Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Um, and I think he, um, he, he has some, some, some real chest hair coming out of that, uh, that, that button-down shirt. Yeah, see, I'm um, always of the, the thing of, like, you have chest hair. Let it be a surprise when you're, like, nakies with somebody. <laughs> Don't, like, show it ever. Like, let it be a surprise. Like, the fact that we know that he has chest hair, like, I feel like we shouldn't know that much. Wear a T-shirt, you know? No, it's a fun treat. For for when you become um, when you you're in the you know the bedroom what's the yes. uh, what? <laughs> lady comes in with a mouthful of hair like <laughs> but you know as Marie Claire alludes uh, Bennett Jordan is one to watch um, <laughs> and he's a part of the Cronus recasting and to, my sources tell me that Tasha Tasha quick takes a quick liking to Bennett Jordan so, so does Tasha have daddy issues maybe you know that's something we're, we're going to dig into later in the season. But um, yeah, but I mean, also, he looks like he's—he's he's, look. I'm not—I'm older than 37. He looks older than than both of us. He really do you, does. Do you like, agree? Do you agree oh, or not agree? I mean, yeah, of course I'm going to say that because I just want to—I want to say that. But <laughs> but also, like, he does like. But what if Marie Claire's like he's one to watch? Like, what if they mean like? Be careful, he's a murderer. You know, like he's one to—he's <laughs> one to actually watch. Like, watch yeah, him. That's a very good point. Um, well, you know, okay. So the next guy though, Blake Monar, he stands out to me because he has full on tattoo sleeves and he's a, he's like, that's a big look nowadays is the tattoo sleeves. Uh, John Mayer has them. Justin Bieber has them, but Blake Monar, he's 30, lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and is from Rockport, Indiana, president and CEO of Statum Style but they don't tell us what that is. He was part of the original cast who made it through recasting. So, what I also ask of ABC is if he's part of an original cast and made it through recasting, I want to see the casting process. Let us in on everything. Let us in on recasting. If there's anything we've learned tonight from now we're talking to hard knocks to this, it's like people are interested in the, how the sausage is made. Wait, wait, Tug, let me I stop you. You say you don't know a lot about the housewives. This season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they finally let us see how the sausage is made. They finally let production be a part of the episodes, and it 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 breathed new it broth breathed no no it, it broth it, 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 
it brothed new life into <laughs> the show. I mean, we are grown up enough to realize that we are watching a reality show. Well, I, I, quick aside, I want to ask you this. Um, I only know this because of your Instagram account. I saw that John Mellencamp's daughter got yeah. booted. Is that because she's... She's so a waste, waste of space. Obviously, John did not spend time raising these kids. He was on the road because she is one of the most just, just, I mean, she's probably a nice person, but she's just boring. We just, just like, there's just nothing there. And she would jump in and then she was like complaining because Denise, she's like, uh, Denise, Brandy said you guys had sex. And she acted like that was a gross thing. Like, oh my God. Like you can just tell she's one of those people. It's like, uh, you can touch me over the blouse, not under the blouse. Like she's just <laughs> never, she's never French kissed, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I was sad to hear that. Cause I'm sure John was pretty disappointed because, you know, he raised his kids to be great. I didn't raise some nerd. <laughs> You ever hear authority song? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, we, we did we did a, um, a sleuth out some things about Marie Claire because we're learning that you know they're part of the original cast. We, we're learning that who's part of the original cast, and this is to our point from earlier. It's like I think this, this season could be very interesting because oh, it definitely. feels chaotic, right? It feels so chaotic. I love a mess. The, yeah, the, these people have no idea what's happening. They think they're there for one person. They get another. They've got to like invite new dudes. New dudes got to come in. Yeah. You know, so like the, the, these new five or six dudes um, got to come in and like be, be cool with a group of 17 other guys. That's Can you imagine how much, like what the cologne smell is around there? Yeah. Like, like the, all the body scents and like the creatine and all the like protein powders. It just, it's got to smell like disgusting in that area. And like, on top of it, then they're all of a sudden drinking, which they've been training, so they're not used to drinking. Like, so you'll see that mess. I love that part of. It. I love the first night, especially. Oh, the first night's incredible! It's one of the greatest nights in television all year. Is the first night, and we're and it's sad because we're not going to get that 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 roll up that we get at the mansion that we've you know for the last twenty years. We got a La Quinta Resort. Um, this episode sponsored by the La Quinta Resort, by the way. Um. I love but, La Quinta. It's where I'm going to have my future children. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just so excited to see pure chaos. Um, I think not only from the, 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 the participants, but also from the bachelor team. So who knows we're going to get it's gonna be so exciting. Um, anybody else? Out there? Let's see who else we got. Um, yeah. I, I know. Well, I mean, Chase and Nick seems like your typical normal guy. I mean, there's. Oh, isn't Dale? Oh, yeah. Never mind. I can't. We're not going to spoil that. Uh, Jamar Jackson, Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Easy Uzomu Nwachaku from Dallas, Texas, played football for Texas A&M and the NFL. Do you know him from sports? I, I'm not familiar, but I'm I'm excited to to get to know him and see how. Dude, what do you he see played. this? Do you see Ed Waysbrot? He has like veins all everywhere in his arms. Like he's like so veiny. <laughs> no, like for real. Like he's 36, very no, I'm, veiny. I'm, look, I'm looking at him now. Yeah, it's amazing. On his Instagram page, he says veiny. Yeah. Very veiny. <laughs> he works uh, at C. He's an executive at CVS Health, which is huge. By the way, if you work at CVS Health, you should not be on the show during this time, during a pandemic. You should be at CVS Health. What is CVS Health? Are you, are you a pharmacist? No. Have you ever been to CVS, this, the store? Yeah. 
Yeah, of he's course. in their he's in their health department. What's so the health need, department. Well, obviously, the, far, it's the people pharmacy. Get their, yes, the people get their yeah. medicine and Wait, stuff. What is it? What is it saying? Is a what sounds cooler? CVS Health or pharmacist? I think pharmacist sounds way cooler. Wait, wait. Look at the guy underneath it, Garen Flowers. He's wearing a flower shirt, and he looks like he's like I. Somebody signed me up for this. I don't even like. He looks like a normal guy. He's and Marie Claire shades him, and they go. Flowers is apparently apparently a writer, a writer, journalist, professor, and director per his Instagram. He's a new cast cast member from COVID nineteen recasting. But like, what shade? Apparently, I'm like, confident that like the Bachelor like threw in like six members of their production team just because they needed bodies, right? Hey, that's Chris Harris. That's Chris Harrison with neck with a neck tattoo. But they bring Garen Flowers, and Garen's like. I, I'm married. I have two kids. So like, just get Wait, get in there. Can anybody tell me why Garen is wearing a wedding wing in this photo? Um, wouldn't it be funny if Marie Claire, like this was like a Watergate style story. Like this, this bachelor, like it broke the story. They're like, we got all 60 of these guys. It's a ton of dudes. It really I, is a ton of dudes. Um, wait, wait, wait. Do you think former, Claire will another sleep? Another former wait. NFL player. Guys, another. This is the third we're only in the F's. Jordan Foster is a Joe Montana. NFL. <laughs> Joe Montana is it's incredible. Um, jo- Jordan Foster is a third in a former NFL player. Like guys, there's a real relationship between the NFL and the bachelor and bachelorette. And I want to unearth that. Uh, by the way, George, Jason Foster has a very, he's a genuinely quite funny sense of humor. Says Marie Claire. <laughs> I, you know what? I would trust more of these photos if they like they're all wearing button up shirts. I would love it if you saw the buttons doing a little work, like be like because we all gain weight during quarantine. I would oh, love it sure. if we, I would love it if we saw some of that quarantine weight of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I, I think we're at a point where we need these people to be real and all these people are just button up shirts. They're all veiny and buffed up. I want to see a Bob Guinea type. I want I was, to see a me type out there. I'm so glad you're saying that. And as, but, and as I'm scrolling, I'm interested to see people in the age range that's appropriate for Claire. We've got a few. Uh, uh, Jeremy Higgins is 40. Uh, from Shout out Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, you know, we have a 36-year-old. So they're, they're doing a very good job uh, of, of bringing in guys. Not, not that age, again, I can't say this enough. Age is just a number. But they're bringing people in that are we have not seen in the show. 36-year-olds, 40-year-olds. And what's interesting is if they're, they're all going to stay for Tasha. Tasha is now d- dealing with an older group of guys, too. She's dealing with 40-year-olds, 36-year-olds as a 32-year-old. So we'll see if that, you know, that appeals to her. Does she have daddy issues? You brought that up earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Which, by the way, that would be amazing then to see the hometowns or when they bring the parents to La Quinta to see her dad. And my other question is, how quickly do they have Tasha on speed dial? Like, was she like so close into the running? Well, that's what I would want to see of like that. Is it like, I mean, like we had a question in the debate, the vice president debate this weekend of like, you're one heartbeat <laughs> who you, away. Who do you like better, JoJo or Andy Dorfman? Well, no, you're one heartbeat away from the president. Is that was Taisha always on standby of like you might get a call in the middle of the night we might need you Claire is so old at the age of thirty nine she might die mid filming we need you to be one heartbeat away from the bachelorette <laughs> but like 
I, which by the way, 39, <laughs> but by the way, 39 ain't shit in age. And I only say that as like, but it's like, they're treating it like it is. So was Tasha on standby? I want to <laughs> know. That's my favorite the, joke. That's my favorite joke. You said, by the way, ever, I think is that the, the bachelorette is a vice, a vice bachelorette. They're like, in the, in the, in the, can we it's swear? Ba- we tug. They don't call it Bachelor Nation because they, they have to have like a be a Bachelor Nation. Can we like, swear you in as the Bachelor? <laughs> I want to see in. her woken up. I want to see her sworn in by Chris Harrison at some point. Like <laughs> that is what? so good. If I don't see that, if I don't see the JFK, <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson Bachelorette, you know, frame for frame. That, that we've, we've done our thing. We've done the show wrong. We've done the show wrong. Chris is proud. He's a proud Texan. I want to see what happened in Dallas in 1964. Um, so good. But I do want to see all of that. Like, do we get to like, did they have her in mind immediately or did they have to like discuss it? And she was like the one that like checked out and like, you know, and also like, do you like when they say Tasha, like, Hey, Tasha, a lot of these guys are older. Are you cool with that? Are these girls so thirsty that they'll say yes to anything? Or does she like older guys? It's a great question. I mean, uh, I, I, I hope we get all this answered. I mean, you're so right. It, it, this, of all the seasons, this is the one we want to see, like, how the sausage is made. Well, but I love um, that they're still holding, like, we all know, because it was on TMZ, it was very publicly reported about this, yeah. this shakeup. Yet, ABC is going full bore with the promotion of Claire still. So, at what episode, is it episode three or episode four that she leaves? I'm not exactly sure. I think at the, um, at Reality Steve basically said he's not sure of how they're going to break up the season. But I think they that she went through three rose ceremonies. What if they do like a flash? What if we start at the end of the season? Like they like do it like Rashomon style and it's like a flash forward. And then we go back in time. Like I feel like they could like really. I'm going, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Um, okay. So is there. Any- no, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if it's like Tasha. Tasha, they open on Tasha. And Tasha's like, they freeze frame on her and they go, narrator, I bet you. I bet yeah, you're wondering how I got here. Bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bed of roses. Well, <laughs> and also, like, I want to see the discussions of, like, because if Claire really did find love, there has to be a person that tried to talk her out of it as part of production of, like, hey, you can't do this. We spent all this money to get everybody in this bubble. You can't leave the bubble. And also, I want to see what it takes to get somebody like Claire head over heels with somebody immediately. Like, is it just a look and she's like, oh my God, I'm in. Or is it something like, is it long conversations? I want to know what it takes where she's willing to leave that bubble. That's, that's the money. That's a Nancy Myers. That's a sleepless in Seattle moment. That's a, like, that's, there's gotta be something so romantic that makes us believe in love. Or are they just going to paint her as some dumb broad? What I also want, want to happen is, um, you remember in Truman show when they, they throw in, uh, anytime there's a problem, they throw in Noah Emmerich. Yeah, uh, to like yeah. save the day. That's what they're gonna do with Nick. They're gonna bring Nick back in for one more time. He's like, I think I'm in love with you. Before you go with this guy, are you really in love with this guy? Because like, give give all of us a chance. There's got to be some plant. Yes. To come in and have a conversation. Like, are you sure about this? Or it might, it might actually not be Nick. It might be a bachelor, a former bachelorette. Like, it might be a JoJo or a Caitlin or somebody who comes well, in and says, Are you I sure did... about this? I did see that they did bring in the 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 weirdly perfect looking Hannah girl that we talked about last season. The other yeah, Hannah, Hannah A. I think she was on set. 
And I think she might have actually taken off over hosting duties, but they I, they showed like four different bachelor people there. So like, what if they are always on standby to like talk? And also like, are we setting a good precedent if we're allowing shit like this to happen? Because at this point then, is Tasha going to be like two episodes in? Oh, I, I found my guy. I'm good. Like if we're going to allow that with Claire, like we got to have some laws set down if this is really a bachelor nation. You're so right, yeah. Ryan. This is a great point. And I'm, at some point, my phone's going to die. I don't have to switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but, but No, we're close. But, we're close. No, no, no. We're, I, I want this to last uh, forever. Yeah. Um, I'm sure many contestants on the show have wanted to end this thing early. I'm sure, I'm sure there's at least six contestants that have come on the show and be like, Chris, I found the person. I don't want this to happen anymore. So yeah. what, 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 what allowed Claire to be the person to be like, I'm shutting this down. I've found the guy. Because I guarantee you there's probably been a handful of people who've been like yeah I'll, I'll keep dragging this person along but like i already know who i want so you're you're absolutely right it's a very interesting point about like is this setting a precedent now um where these things could end um yeah. a couple episodes in you know what i like is you know it's like these kind of episodes and the that it gets me really excited for the bachelorette to start and i know that's going to escape me within like the first hour where i'm gonna be like fuck this shit but like i'm really excited right now like i'm really looking forward to this season right now like through talking to you i'm very excited couldn't agree more and as we scroll through these people real fast i'll just show you more more people of appropriate you know whatever relative ages for claire uh, shout out to Jordan Manier or Manier, uh, living in Santa Monica. What up? I live there. Uh, Kenny Brash, 39 years old. Mm. Um, Mike Tobin, 38. Paige Tobinator. Presley, Paige Presley, 37. Sensing a pattern here. Yeah. And then we get to, you know, some, some, some guys in their thirties, one guy in his twenties, Tyler Smith, 26. Um, Kenny Brash so, looks like a grade A douchebag, by the way. <laughs> he has like one sleeve of tattoos, and it's all like the same, like red, like red stars. It's weird. Mike Tobin looks like he has like a lumberjack look. Uh, Paige Presley looks like he's a little bit of a thicker dude, but I like that. Also sleeved up. Riley Christian, buff as hell. Robbie Stahl wearing a flower shirt, but a t-shirt, so we don't get to see his chest hair. I admire that. Tyler is wearing <laughs> a V-neck. Tyler Smith, which is a t-shirt. Yosef looks ripped. Uh, Zach Clark looks older than 36. Wouldn't it be great? Like, if we're going 37, why don't we get a 52-year-old in there? I agree. Like, why don't I, we I, go above Claire's age? Don't make I like her to see like a, the old one. Let's see a granddad. Yeah. <laughs> let's see a full grandfather on the show. When is that going to happen, you ageists? I wonder if any of the Bachelor crew, like, once they find out the age, like, if they could throw in, like, hey – I'd love to be a part of this season. They're like, you're already working on staff. And they're like, no, I want to be in the show. Like, that would be cool too. He's like, he's part of Bachelor Production. Ooh, Ellis Matthews, he looks very different in the sense that he just, he's not buff at all. He's very skinny. And Ellis Matthews says, not part of Crawley's season. Matthew was part of the original cast who made it through recasting. He's from Dallas, Texas, and is 26. He's an account executive for radio station 105.3 The Fan. He played basketball at Illinois, and it must be said, one of the rare contestants with red hair. Wait, wait, who is this? Ellis Matthews. Hmm. So Ellis? it's not part of Crowley Seasons, but then it says Matthews was part of the original cast who made it through recasting. So I, I feel like that's a that's weird. I feel like there's 100 guys on this list. There's 57. 
No way. Yeah. That's 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 just too many. Well, that's why. Oh, I like J.P. Caruso. He seems like he has like some womanly, <laughs> womanly curves about him. I like that. Like <laughs> J.P. Caruso. Um, yeah. This... But then there's people like, oh wait, Matt James. Matt James, we got to talk about. He's he's um, what's his name's best friend, Tyler Cameron. That's correct. So update: James is our new bachelor. That's correct. He is the new bachelor. Um, so James is from New York, New York, and is 28. If he looks at all familiar to, he is also friends with Tyler Cameron. The two are BFFs. He was part of his TikTok posse during um, quarantine. He works for ABC Food Tours, which Cameron is a huge part of. He played football at Wake Forest. His Instagram is here, and yes, it's still public. And yes, Cameron is all over it, Marie Claire says. I hate to say this again, but how many th- – there's the football – bachelor bachelorette correlation continues i mean tyler played football this guy played football multiple nfl quote-unquote players it's just it's 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 amazing to see i don't know what to expect out of matt james other than reality steve told me that they're they're filming his episodes next week and oh, for the they, new season of the bachelor for the re, for the new season of the bachelor and the new season of the bachelor will be similar to the season of the bachelorette there'll be one location it won't be traveling, um, and it will air in its you know usual spot of the first Monday in the new year. So look for that. But yeah, everyone's known about Matt James for 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 like ten months. It feels like. When did they start filming this? Like, did they were they filming this over like during the riots? Like, is there going to be a special episode of The Bachelorette where it's like we took to the streets of La Quinta? No, I don't think so. I think okay. they, they they started this. In, I think in like late July or, or July July August. I think so. Uh, real quick, Marie Claire, I do got to like, the last guy is this guy named Tian Yang, and it says, not part of Crowley season. Yang36 is from Great Neck, New York, and now lives in New York. He doesn't have an Instagram, apparently. Like, they shade people on Marie Claire. He doesn't have an Instagram, comma, apparently. Like, that's like shitty writing. That's like just saying this guy's an asshole. Like, I just feel like, why are they, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't agree more. I think there's, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Well, I'm looking at like the, 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 what they're doing to a lot of these people on the back end. Like they all, first of all, I invite everyone to go to marieclaire.com and look up these because there's a lot of like Owen Mills photos. Like the backgrounds yeah. are really bad. Like yeah. if you look at JP Caruso, the, 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 he's, he's not been asked. There's, a, there's, there's some shady. Caruso has not been asked back to the show after recasting. So there's a group of people out there. Reality Steve does allude to this. There's a group of people that get cast pre-quarantine that don't actually come on to the show. An- another oh. mystery to us. But see, I, I, I mean, I feel like with this kind of like weirdness, they need to really take us behind the scenes, and I hope they do. We will find out this Tuesday night at 8 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, or I guess 5 p.m. Pacific. Well, I mean, no, 8, 8, 8 p.m. Yeah, 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 8 o'clock. Um, what were you going to tell us in terms of figures earlier? You had done some math. Was that in regards to Instagram? Because you had yeah, talked I mean, a little I, bit. I, I mentioned it earlier. You mentioned just, earlier. Just, just, to get, just again, the explosion of the Instagram uh, following that the later group of contestants have over, like Claire, who was on the show maybe five years ago, six years ago. I mean, Tasha's already dwarfed her account but you know 856,000 followers claire has 604 and i'll just give you a name wink wink that you should know on the show dale moss wink oh, wink guys pay attention to that dale moss 
Yeah. Um, he has a, he, has anyone ever heard of him? He has 183K. He already has 183,000 followers. And when he's on the show, I bet you his, his, uh, his, his Instagram following. Well, you know what? You know, that, see, that's going to be interesting. You had, did you write down all the numbers of all these guys, uh, pre bachelorette and then like, we should see what they're at on Wednesday. That's a great point. I haven't done for everybody, but I will, I will do that for, um, for, for the show. Um, when it comes out, we should pitch an article to Marie Claire. I would like, love. like two, two dudes, like just going over Instagram, like bachelor things. <laughs> I, I think we've really stumbled on something. I mean, we've evaluated everyone's backdrop, everyone's, uh, uh sleeve tattoos. Their you physiques. Know what I like? This is, this is where I don't think the, I think the bachelor fails is that they don't really get to show us the beauty of God's creation is that, they, they a lot of these guys look so similar there's no wild cards in here like and i hate to say like nick vial was a wild card but then he turned into everybody else you know what i'm saying like nick vial look wise for a second was a wild card but then he like he got like ripped and he got abs and he, he nick vial thinks of himself as the john mayer of the bachelor franchise like he's like oh, I'm funny and i'm like they, he thinks of himself as the alternative bachelor guy you know what i'm saying Make a good, you make a good point. And I think what happens a lot of times is you see this a lot of times with people. I use girl, girl, the show Girls on HBO as an example. <clears throat> it's a show that I watched every, every episode of ever. I like, I, I'm a fan of girls. But from season one to season two, the women on the show saw themselves and they did, <laughs> they did drastic changes to their bodies. Sure. Like whether whether it's healthy or not is not. I mean, that's that's for someone else to d- dispute. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> Nick Vi, Nick Vial saw himself on TV, and he was like, "I want to change the way I look yeah. to be closer to these people that are actually, you know, winning these competitions." And you're right. Like Nick Vial was a sort of like a, every, he was like an everyman, and then he yeah, he was come, a guy that like mentally got into girls' heads, and then yeah. he tried to get to the physical position of like I can do mental and physical. That's right. And um, I think that happens a lot with what, what's cool to watch this show in retrospect over the season of quarantine. The one thing I thought was really fun watching the best, the best of specials was watching like the styles. Yeah. Like, cause, cause you're so right. So many people look the same. Well, they're you know, all either wearing the tight t-shirt or the flower print button up or the solid color button up. And, and you go like 10, 12 years ago when the bachelorette was happening, everyone was wearing like, uh, slacks and like a, a, a you know a rolled up sleeve button down business shirt and now it's much more a little more casual a little more you know, prints are allowed so that's kind of interesting to watch too um, but you're right you wouldn't kill you to get that uh that email like what you can bring like clothes wise to the bachelor oh your phone died didn't it damn it I'm going to just hang in for a second just to see if Tug comes back. But what a great episode this has been, huh, folks? Tug Coker, his show, Now We're Talking. I believe I got it right this time. Um, but also, what a good, you know, I love his takes on reality shows. And I hope, you know what I really wish? I wish we were covering The Bachelor every week with Tug because he's just fun to talk to. It's fun to riff off somebody that really understands the genre understands your sense of humor. And this guy has been, you know, I've known tug God for over 
I think 10 or 11 years because we started off in the same acting class together and we would, I would sometimes just make eye contact with him when people were acting and he would always just make me laugh. And um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. So I'm going to pause this for a second in case he comes back. Oh, he's back. He's back folks. He is back. Tug. Hello. 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 Oh, there he is. It's connecting to audio right now. Yeah, I was just, I was really just, I talked, I talked you up. Um, we're so close. We're so close. No, no. Yeah. I was, I was, we we're making some great points. I switched to a new medium on my computer now. Why weren't you there to begin with? My phone. I just felt like my phone is like, it's just so clear and easy. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, sure. Who cares? Uh, no, you were saying about the guys, the different styles and things. Well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, I was just saying that, yeah. I mean, as I said, as I said about the Prince, it's like, um, it's just, that's a, that's another thing that's so fun to watch. You mentioned, you made a great point earlier about Thank how you. everyone looks the same. And I think you're right. Like it's fun. It's, it's you, one thing you learn from the bachelor, right? Cause so many people don't come from LA. It's like, you get to see a representation of what the rest of America thinks is cool. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. And so Well, but by the way, it'll be fascinating to see what they think is cool during quarantine. Like, are we going to see like fashionable masks? Are they allowed to go maskless all the time because they're in the bubble? My, my, I mean, as a, as a person who's been watching the big brother, they let people run around with no masks. Um, and then once you leave the, the show, once you're eliminated, you have to put your mask back on. So, you, you, you know, it's, you raise an interesting point about the fact that once Chris Harrison says, you know, take a second, say, say your goodbyes, you have to do, put on your ceremonial mask will, will there be a a, um, a bachelor rose laden mask for everyone to wear as they leave but also how do we where do we know these uh, where are these roses coming from like what are that brings in germs like uh, we don't know any of this and also how are they going to do the limo intros i mean how are they going to do the bubble intros if they're already on the same property that's going to be really funny. Funny to, I mean, again, this is what we need to see what, how the sausage is made because it's going to be so corny for them. To be like, you've, you've already all met each other, but we're going to ask you to meet each other again. I um, bet they do something where there's like every, all the bachelors are maskless and Crystal will be like, every, hey guys, you're safe. Take your masks off. And everybody unveils. Well, didn't SNL last week do a sketch about people like take, take they're like take off the rest take off your mask so we can see your whole face. So we kind of know potentially what happens with Claire, but we don't know what happens after that fact. And I think that's the exciting part of this whole season. Now, I will say this: there are spoilers out there, and Reality Steve does tell you who he thinks is doing well, but he again he has no clue at the moment who wins. Um, so. I won't bore you with the details on, you know, who, who does well according to Tasha, But again, like, as we've been saying all night, I think it's just going to be so much fun to watch the confusion, the integration of new contestants into a show. Um, where in every, every season we've watched in the past, whenever they bring on a new contestant, they always, they always hate it. Right. Yeah. Like everyone always hates it. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what it's like when they, the contestants are already there, but it's for a new bachelorette. And like, I have not seen a lot of the, I, I, I don't watch ABC a lot. Are we seeing a lot of previews with like actual footage from the show? 
I've not seen one clip. Yeah, like I I haven't either. And because I was telling somebody, I was like, oh yeah, The Bachelor airs this week, and they're like, no, no, it, it airs after uh, Dancing with the Stars is over. And I'm like, no, it it's this week. My buddy Tug said it's this week. And it, it, is it kind of like the NBA where it's like we don't realize when anything is happening anymore. Actually, you bring up a really interesting point because the bachelorette usually runs earlier in the year. And now they're running dancing with the stars at the same time. So they're actually moving the bachelorette off its normal night, which is usually Mondays. Now the Mondays is owned by dancing with the stars and Tuesdays belongs to the bachelor bachelorette. So that's, that, that is an interesting change. We've not seen that in probably, 20, 20 years with the bachelor bachelorette. Right yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, I, and it doesn't seem like they just threw the season away because it seems like they put a lot of effort into making this season happen so far as to even give and put a new bachelorette in place. So I cannot wait to watch this season. Do you think they'll still go ahead? Cause usually then the bachelor or bachelorette would premiere in January. Do you think they'll premiere the bachelor in January? Yes, they are. I mean, so to, I mean, as I alluded to earlier, I think that, my understanding is that they're going to be start shooting uh, Matt James's season next week and uh, in October uh, with the plans to run the bachelor in its usual spot of the first Monday of the new year. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think we're going to see Matt James. We've been, like, we've been hearing Matt James's name longer than we've been hearing about Claire Crawley's name. You I guess I, I just don't trust guys that TikTok. Is that is he a big TikToker? Yeah, him and Tyler were part of like a TikTok crew, and Hannah got like that was like, and I'm just like, I get we're all like positive, upbeat people. I'm not, but I get you. I get you guys choose to be, but also you know you're in your late 20s and early 30s. Let's start to pull, let rein it in. You know, like let's maybe try to be like I don't know. Just it, I, I don't know why it upsets me. It's okay. I gotta re, I gotta think this out a little bit before I really come down on yeah, this guy. Talk to me. Well, no, I just think like everybody really like all the girls were entranced by Tyler. So I think he's part of that Tyler posse where I can't say anything bad about Matt James or these ladies will like come at me. And I just think like just because Tyler vouches for him doesn't mean he's great. And just because he does funny TikTok moves and little TikTok contests doesn't mean he's great. He's got to earn it with me. And none of these guys have earned it with me. Like I, and I, <laughs> they got to prove it. They got to prove it all night long, folks. <laughs> when, when I hear you say, when I hear you say TikTok crew, this is weirdly prescient or I should say weirdly relevant. Yeah. Is that, um, it makes me think of like beat the beat it video. Like the TikTok crew is like, cause the, 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 the gangs in the beat it video from Michael Jackson, Shout out to Eddie Van Halen. Rest Shout in peace. Exactly where I was going. Shout out to Eddie Van Halen. Um, the, 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 they started to dance in the middle of their knife fight. You know this as well as I do. We've seen yeah, of course. Of course. But that, I imagine that one of those gangs is called the TikTok crew <laughs> because they, just, they, they get into a knife fight and they start to dance together. That's 100% the TikTok crew. You know the guy I want on The Bachelor is the guy in the TikTok crew that you can tell he's like, oh, fuck. Like, I love these guys, so I guess I have to do it, but I don't want to be doing this. I'd rather be reading a book, watching TV. Like, the, the guy that kind of, like, half-heartedly participates in the t- TikTok. But that's what I'm saying. Tyler Cameron doesn't let any, like, 
he wants people that are full into the TikTok. I'm like, fuck, you killed that TikTok, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what he wants. And like, I just, that's just not who I am. And I don't want to. What does wanna... it look like? Are they doing choreographed dances and stuff? They're, well, no, it's like they're doing contests of like, who can eat this? Who can eat this three eggs faster? You know, like, and then, then they all like laugh, like, oh my God, we did it. Like, and like they were doing this with Hannah, Hannah Brown during yeah, like course. quarantine. And I don't even know, like all of a sudden Hannah wasn't even in the quarantine crew anymore. I'm like, how do these, like, are these people just running around like doing anyways, my quarantine was much different than these guys. And I think that's why <laughs> yeah, I also am very upset. Yeah. Well, it's like, and also like Tyler was able to like remain like, like full abs. So was uh, Matt James. And it's like, you, you don't even know what quarantine is, bro. Have you ever I, ate a, a brick of brie cheese with the skin? at 3 a.m. waking up, like not even drunk, that's quarantine. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I will say this, you know, these guys are lucky that I've never, I never had the full six pack. I, you know, I was never overweight or anything, but I never had the six pack. So shout out to, to Matt James and shout out. But at what cost? Like, have you ever read Dave Eggers, Matt James? Have you ever listened to Flea Foxes and it made you cry, Matt James? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Can we talk about the first? You talk about Dave Dave Eggers, the first heartbreaking work. The first, cha- the first, first chapter, the first yeah. chapter of heartbreaking work. That, that that I got to take incredible that, ball I, ball, but just rain. I, I didn't realize like that was a really that was a a really like a huge moment for me reading that. I'd never, it's those moments when you're like, and I hate to compare it to this when I watched Jersey shore for the first time. And I was like, Whoa, this is magic. And I felt the same way about Dave Eggers. There's a, like, what is that where he's like walking down the street and he's just like muttering to himself. I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate like, there was like this beautiful, like, I don't know. It was just such a great book. And I, I really have liked a lot of the things Dave Eggers has done since, but that book specifically, in 1999 really changed a lot of things for me. So you're the first person to ever compare Dave Eggers to Snooki. I won't, I won't be the last. I'll yeah, tell you I know, that I know you've started something. I'm the oh, hotter, I'm, I'm the hotter J- Chuck Klosterman. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I was a little late to uh, uh, Dave Eggers, but heartbreaking work of staggering genius was the first book I read when I moved to LA. And I was like, I remember it's like seared into my brain. Yeah. Um, what I, mean, I don't know how we got here, but like, I'm glad we got here though. I mean, by the yeah. way, the, but see, Tyler Cameron, have you do you even know what that is, Tyler Cameron? Do you even know? Do you what even that Eggers, is? bro? Do you even do you Eggers? even Eggers? Well, you know what'd kill me if he'd be like, yeah, dude, I've read what is the what? I've read yeah. heartbreaking work. I've heard if he like just lit like I would yeah. just I'd be like, okay, man, I'll I'll I I'm gonna stop talking. Like you're amazing. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, well, Tug Coker, you've done it again. It's been 10 months since your last appearance. Please don't make it uh, 10 months till your next one. I told the audience um, when you were off offline for a second that I, I truly wish we were recapping this season together because you're just so good at this. Uh, not only are you good at acting, uh, writing, producing, being a father, a husband, a restaurateur, but you are amazing at the social sport of The Bachelor. So thank you for participating in this. What I'm asking all of my audience to do is to download CWC app, or if you have CWC on, you know, you can get it on your computer, go watch this show. It's called Now We're Talking, uh, Tug Coker, Tommy Dewey, 
It's a labor of love. Um, and it's like one of those weird things that I ask you to watch it, but I know you're going to like it. So it's not one of those things that's even a favor. So please go support. You can follow Tug at, at Tug Coker. Uh, he also has a podcast called The Long Finish with him and his wife, Catherine. And if you're in LA, please uh, you would do yourself a disservice if you weren't in the Santa Monica area and ate at Esther's uh, wine bar, or you could actually get takeout wine from there as well. So Tug, is there anything that I've missed? No, I just want to say like, uh, you know, Ryan, obviously everyone knows who listens. You're a good friend of mine. I really appreciate you having me on. Love talking to you about, you know, you and I get along over music mostly. He was my um, concert buddy. Yeah, like I miss, yeah. you know, I mean, by the way, uh, all joking aside, that is one of the worst parts of quarantine is that we would go see concerts every month. Uh, and, and we have not seen a concert in seven months. And I know people laugh, but you guys that follow me know how much live music means to me. And I know it to, means that much to you as well. And it is hard. The last show I saw was with you. I mean, we saw Tame Impala together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were like, and that was like, I just got back from Chicago and it was just, and you're like, uh, you think we're safe? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it, the ship blew up like two days later. I was already scared and yeah. we were pretty already mindful about that going to the forum. But, you know, I think about that show a lot because it's the last show that I've been to and it's, you know, rarely the last show, you know, we don't go seven months without seeing someone in concert. No, we were seeing, you, you always go see small, tiny bands. Yeah. By the way, he was, you were into Karunga men before. Anyway, so, it, but it is one of the heartbreaking things because live music m- means so much to me. And, and, and I want to close with this and just saying, I think of the show that I've created now we're talking is like, uh, like an, in, like a small indie band or indie film that everyone can get behind. So, you know, come, come find the show now and, and tell your friends. Um, because I think, um, this show reminds me of, uh, I think a lot of the shows like um, like like Karate or Cobra Kai. Yeah, I think of like now we're talking to something like it Cobra can discover Kai. an audience. Yeah, or Kill Kenny, like uh, on Hulu, which is a Canadian show that people love. Um, are these shows that like kind of just get a little bit of groundswell going? So, you know, and I appreciate the time, and um, hopefully you guys will discover it and enjoy the show uh, as much as I enjoyed making it. And um, let's go and let's go and get and let's go and enjoy this Bachelorette season. I'm really excited to see the chaos. It's going to take place next couple of months. Let's do it, folks. 2021 is our year as well. So let's uh, look ahead. And uh, we love you, Tug. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Ryan. This is number one. This is number one. This is number one champion sound. This is number one, this is number one, this is number one champion sound. Kanye, where you at, blood? You at, blood? Yeah, Estelle, we about to get down.
Hey guys, uh, so that was my buddy Tug. As I, I, I love that interview, but also I love that that's two friends that we each had a bottle of wine and we were drinking it the entire time. So you hear us kind of get slurrier as the interview goes on. But it was so awesome to catch up with him, and I really do hope you check out his show because it's 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 really good. I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not lying to you. Um, our next guests are people that you're very familiar with. Now, I have not listened to this audio back. It, we took it last Tuesday, at, and we were both tipsy. Um, I'm sensing a theme here. But uh, my parent, my, okay, so it was hysterical. I said, hey, I don't think I'm going to release this show on Wednesday because I had just released an episode on Sunday. And my mom was like, oh, well, your dad just did a shot because he wanted to be good for the show. <laughs> so he, so, and then, the, I mean, I, I think this is like kind of a mess of an interview, but it's fun because it's my parents. And uh, yeah, so here is Bill and Becky Bailey doing what they do. And of course, I'm going to put like, this is what I'm, I'm enjoying doing lately. So I'm just going to tell you, I've been putting like a minute to a minute and a half of music in uh, in the podcast because I just love hearing it and I get really excited picking out songs. So there's always going to be a minute, but I'll do the timestamps. So if you want to skip past the music, you can go right to Bill and Becky Bailey. Okay, I'll talk to you guys after. Bye. Watch out, here I come. come, come, you to call yeah by the way uh so everybody listening uh i said hey i, I don't think i'm going to release till thursday so we don't have to do it until thursday tomorrow and then mom said well dad just took a shot of jameson's wanting to to do good for the podcast is that true you yeah. got you got to do what you got to do <laughs> i wanted to make sure he was on for tonight who the hell's calling right now this is an important moment Name unavailable is who that is. It's another political uh, message, I'm sure. What do you do? You guys uh, miss not having me there? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Do you guys miss not having me there? Absolutely. Is that a trick question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got sure, another, have sure, another sure. shot of Jameson. Yeah, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Wow, this is uh, this is a really hardcore interview so far. Hey, what are you? Fanta fantastic article today. Oh, yeah, though. that was really cool. Yeah, wasn't that cool? Yeah, yeah you guys all talking. What was it? Uh, it was in uh, a play uh, a, a website called Thrillst, 
but my friend Michelle, who uh, I know from the podcast, uh, she had interviewed me and a bunch of other podcasters over the last. Uh, I did that interview a couple weeks or like a month or so ago, and she pitched the article to that website, and they they took it. So I was really happy about how it turned yeah. out. Really you cool. got a lot of press on that. What do you mean? Well, you're you were headlining it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's it's not a but you know, but it was just I thought it was a, a neat article and I was I yeah, was happy cool. to be a part of it. Well, it, cool. it explained it more to me uh, about how you all kind of riff on it. Yeah. Like like jazz musicians. Mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going with that? Guitar. Yes. <laughs> Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Can you hear us? Because I'm having a little bit of you're trouble really, with the sound. You're, you're really kind of breaking up. There's like static. Oh, wait. Well, you can't hear me at all? No, we can hear you, but we don't know if we're breaking up because you're breaking up to us. <laughs> oh, you're not breaking up to me. Wait, hold on one sec. Let me take my earphones yeah, You're breaking off. up a little. Uh, this is the point where my parents lost me. And they keep talking, but I'm going to leave that in because I think it's cute. Until I hit this X, I think. Well, what the often is that? But don't hit it. No, I'm not. Anything. No call. Oh, I'm not worried. Hello? Okay. I'm just looking. I'm I'm trying to read it, Bill. I can't read until I get see what it's saying here uh how are the kids doing doing good addison's on uh addison's on break this week oh so do you guys have her every day no no not really we haven't seen her really um it could, at, connor's still doing school you know and everything but he's off next week and then well, Ad- to come after school for monday tuesday wednesday and thursday but now since she's not in school we don't have to see her now, we didn't talk about this, or I don't know if we did, but Connor a couple weeks ago said he had a, a little uh, a girl that might have a crush on him. Is that still going on? Uh, I think so. I think her name is Rainy. I'm not sure. No. Rainy? Maybe? I know he's mentioned it and everything. And but he doesn't want mom to know, so but hopefully he asked, mom's not He asked listening. me to buy him condoms. So I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. There you go. That's, that's the money. Oh. Hey, yeah. <laughs> there, hey, hey, there, hey, that's your money's worth right there. That's the Jameson shot right there. That's that's there what we're we looking go. for. Um, no, but I thought that was really cute. And actually, he uh, he came in and told me on Thursday when I was leaving. He said uh, he liked that I would curse, but then I could control my cursing if I wanted to on the podcast. Right, because he said his friends can't. But yeah. I- his cutest comment about this new setup with this co-op school was they mistakenly think he's a cool kid and he's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, but but isn't the funny thing is the older you get, you realize like cool is like kind of all bullshit. Yeah, right. like there, yeah. there's and no cool or not cool, you know. And that was his remark. He goes, because I'm not really that cool. You know, yeah, but but by the way, but not being cool as you get older turns out to be cool in itself. You just got to find your right tribe of people and you have to believe in yourself. Right. Exactly. That's what it is. That's this new co-op. They he's a new entity and he's like, cool. Uh, Well, by the way, you'll be able to see Matt and Jess's wedding. It'll be on Zoom. Yay. Really cool. If you want to see my hosting abilities. Now, uh, is, yeah, I want is, to see what you do as a uh, 
officiant. As an officiant, yeah. When's the wedding? It's the uh, the Saturday, the 24th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not yep. coming up. Yeah, and then I'll be over at your place after that. So. Oh uh, no! Change I know <laughs> exactly. Wait, so Dad, have you have you started playing any? What you say, Dad? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you say this every week, Dad, and it's not changing. It any uh, any uh, any friend hangouts this week? Well, we're going Saturday night. Hook up with three other couples. Sex wise, sex wise, or just hanging out? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> play it by ear. Play it by uh, ear. Well, I hope to play it more by ear. <laughs> my ear doesn't get it. That's not why. <laughs> we did birthday club at a park and had a little instead of a lunch, we did a little outdoor breakfast. It was still too hot. Wait, here you guys had se- you guys had sex in a park? No. Oh, no. I thought we were talking about a. Remember those, today. Remember <laughs> I'm mom. I'm joking. Yes, I remember. Remember birthday the club. cinnamon rolls I bought while you were here? Yes. I <laughs> them up, took them over to the breakfast. Big hit. <laughs> so, um, don't mind your dad. It's the Jameson talking. No, that's a hey. He's he's got to let loose. He's got to cut yeah. loose. Uh, uh, so anything else going on this week? But wait, and how is it? By the way, I didn't talk about this on the podcast. Is that it's much different over here? Is that Every second on any TV show, they have political ads nonstop in Arizona. Uh, oh, it's terrible. It's just, I it mean, just it's doesn't awful. stop. It really stop. does. It's like nonstop. It makes you not be able to. And it's it's not yeah, just yeah. one side. It's equal opportunity, but it hits you yeah. like a sledgehammer. And we still exactly. got, four more, we got four more weeks of it. I mean, I, it's really bad. You saw that. It's I, bad. I mean, it's really bad. bad. But it seems like it seems like everything's getting even crazier in terms of. I mean, just all the not even stunts, but sicknesses and all this stuff. So oh. I can't. I we got we got a month more of this. Like I just want it to be over at this point. Oh, hopefully it's three weeks. And Arizona oh. is a swing state is the problem, and they're all trying to get the votes. Well, uh, I mean, so much money. So, but so much money gets put into oh, all of this stuff. Oh. Like you know, you you could actually do some good with all this money, you know. But no, these rich people rather give it to the parties instead of doing. Doing a foundation or feeding people, yeah, a free commercial. They'll pay for an app. Yeah. I mean, it's just so many, and they're all scary. Both sides of them are scary, yes. like, and they put them on back to back, so it's like so gets really confusing. Yeah. Well, no, I just I just noticed that with Arizona, it's it's like oh. that a little in, in L.A., but not near. I mean, it was every commercial was that. Yeah, and starting like at five o'clock yeah. till ten o'clock. No, it starts. It starts. When Will of Fortune starts. Yeah. <laughs> when they think, when they think that they our opinion, uh, good Lord. I don't know. And so we're 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 gearing up though for your 50th wedding anniversary yeah, in three weeks. 50, yeah. 50 years. I mean, yeah. most. I read a statistic: only 30% of couples actually get to 50 years. 30% that's all is it death or separation <laughs> oh it's just the uh the the woman gets really annoying yeah, I'm, joke, I'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm it's like the guys get really annoying but no i'm saying that's that's crazy you but when you get married you don't think like oh i'll see you 50 years from now right no not at all no if i because <laughs> no 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 have you guys thought one thing though right uh you know rich uh you know 
your cousin Rich lives. Yeah, in yeah. Anyway, you know Alex's son goes to University of Washington. Oh, I didn't he, know that. He contacted COVID nineteen. No. So he, he's quarantined at his fraternity there. Fraternity. Was it through a was it through a party? Fraternity. Uh, not sure. <laughs> but then you know the other his sister um, Brooke just started her freshman year at San Diego State. Yeah. I was talking to Uncle Howard today, her grandfather. Yeah. And, you know, he, and she he was telling me that, you know, she's San Diego State. She's really homesick and all that, but she's getting used to it. But she's participated in the riots in Portland. So he was all in the world. <laughs> to each their own. It's a different generation. Man, that's. <laughs> I mean, oh, he's I can't believe my granddaughter is a coward. Well, she's a white middle class girl and they're having fun. Yeah, I mean, but I, I got to say, though, it, uh, Rich, actually, for the listeners, he was he's older than me. And I remember when I was a little kid driving yeah. around with him in Ohio yeah. when he was going to Ohio State. And I felt like the coolest kid because yeah. I was driving around with a college kid when I was like in elementary school. And yeah. he was like he was playing music and, and I and he, he was really nice to me. And did he give you candy? He gave me he made me touch something on his no no but like he was really nice to me and Kim his sister was the mean oh, one she would bully me she would beat up I was scared exactly. of her she would put I remember that oh. I mean she would put my arm behind my back like she's like you want me to break it you want me to break it because her brother Richie did that to her but Richie was up but Richie was like he was the good looking dude that everybody liked yep he was a model for uh, mom's commercials. Yeah, I was a I was a shoe model for mom's commercials. Yep, you were for grandma. Yeah, was all of them. I was a model for a porn shot. Oh, well, God. it's been good talking to you guys. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> that that. Since we're out. Wait, did you see? Uh, I don't know what did, did you did you like Van Halen, Dad? Oh yeah, very yeah. much. Did you see Eddie Van Halen died yeah. today? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just, well, don't well, don't you think though? Like, I mean, there's so many because. It's a little different nowadays. We had so much more TV and music than you guys growing up that there's so many more other like more people to mourn because everybody we got to see so much good music and so much good TV that it like we see all these people passing away now and every one of them were beloved because we grew up with so much more TV and music than when you guys were growing up. And they were well known when it comes to your era. Well, actually below your era. Yeah. They're not as well-known or as renowned, and so I don't – I think it'll be a different effect, like you're saying. Well, I mean, Eddie Van Hell is like insanely huge, oh, so yeah. it's it's crazy to – but um, – Think about this. Here's Van Halen dies at 65 and, and – 68, I think. Whatever. <laughs> but he uh, – but um, other uh, – you got lost my train of thought there. Well, <laughs> uh, oh, I know – but anyway – and here's Keith Richard keeps on going. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God, Keith Richard. Keith Richards even got hit on the head by a coconut at his private island like no. 10 years ago, and he survived yeah. that. Yeah. Like, and he even said he's like, yeah, I don't like to really drink and do drugs as much anymore. Like he he just got bored of doing all the stuff. He like yeah. he didn't even have to go to rehab. He just got bored of it, you know. Yeah. And and you just got dad a new Mick Jagger T-shirt because his old one wore out. Yeah, I mean, the Stones, I mean, well, that's good. I wonder if the Stones are upset. The Stones have to be upset because of COVID because 
they got a, they're on like they're so old that they're like this is they're prime touring time legs. like <laughs> this kind of takes a year out of like potentially touring for them yeah yeah it does hopefully they've amassed fortunes oh, yeah. <laughs> oh i think I, I don't think that's the problem at all. i think they're good yeah uh but Speaking anyway of, i remember but, that years ago in la we went to a stone concert and, well, we're, well, remember, like, so we got tickets. Amory got tickets for free for us. We had floor tickets, and then it was at Dodger Stadium, and yeah, we didn't realize yeah. how long the traffic, and we missed Bonnie Raitt, the opening we act, Raitt, because yeah. it took us an hour and a half to park. But and, they were good so. Oh, they were amazing, and the concert was amazing. We just missed Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Well, oh, Mom, I didn't, I didn't oh, turn yeah. in the Maroon 5 tickets yet, so you still can go to that. What? The Maroon Five tickets. Oh yeah. Yeah. What year did they push that to? <laughs> I think like another. Well, I mean, nobody knows. No concerts. I mean, they kind of re- yeah. have rescheduled things, but nobody has like full permission to go back. I mean, I that's the thing that I kind of like. Also, it feels like everything's. There's no real. You don't feel like anybody's running this thing. Like I don't get full no. information on anything anymore. You know. And you don't get it. Some places. Like California is great at wearing masks. I just saw a New York thing, and they're not wearing masks, and Florida is not wearing masks. I mean, it's it's hit and miss. It's kind of crazy. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like I, I, you know, everybody can have their opinion about COVID and all that stuff, but like, I just I think wearing the mask is the easiest thing to do. I really I think it's the simplest thing to do. It's being polite. No big deal. Yeah. It's just being polite. Uh, well, I love you guys as always. Is there anything else you want to plug? Any products you guys are selling this week? <laughs> no, but just all your fans. Thank you. But no, no, yeah, thanks. We they're, they're not fans. They're just listeners. They're people that that oh, love I, you oh, guys and me. I, they're I, yeah. I said that wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't say it wrong. I'm just saying like they're we're the same. It's they're you know we did yeah. We're all in this together, how, right? How, how were the oysters? Amazing as always. I know when Mom told me that. I go, oh man, we that were good. jealous. Oh. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Actually, and that was out in that outside venue, so it was awesome. Where That's was it? Where'd I you asked. go? Yeah. Just right at uh, La, Bo- La Boheme on Santa Monica Boulevard. They had like a happy hour, so it was like I went over for like an hour, and and yeah. uh, it was nice. Dozens did you have? Just one dozen. <laughs> yeah, that but that's all you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. cool. No, I just wanted because Mom told me that. I thought that was cool. No, it was great. And it was actually, it was like outside in this really, if you guys come to LA and I don't know what, but like it was a really nice outside area where it was tons of space. It was fully, you know, it was really cool. I what? love how uh, California does the outside stuff. We're finally at, in getting towards the Well, it's been 120 here. degrees outside too. Like. <laughs> we, went, we went out for dad and Chris's birthday. And I was there, mom. Yeah, right, and I was got there. to be out. I, I was there, mom. Uh, but it's getting, it's finally next week, it's going to be under 100. But, Bare, yeah. Barely, but under 100. I got to tell supposed, you this. What? Uh, no, what? No, uh, speaking of restaurants, I just read where your governor, Gavin, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Gavin Newsom. He says you're at a restaurant. You should wear your mask in between bites. Swear oh God. no! No, he did not I say swear, that. I swear to God, I read did he really it. say Where that? Where was that? Some news oh, thing. No. That's insane. Well, see, that's insane. Like that's. Yeah, that's I mean, that's overboard. I love, I don't I love California. <laughs> and a lot of our 
places now Gilbert says maskless, but the county says you have to wear it. So where do you draw that line? Well, it's unfortunate. If not everybody does it, then it just doesn't really oh. work across the well, board, you know. But I, I protect think, myself. So I still I'm good. think the majority of people wear them. I think so too, but it was like when I was in Costco with mom two weeks ago, it was like everybody was wearing masks except yeah. for like this one this one light white lady with like a bunch of tattoos. She wasn't wearing a mask and you could tell she wanted somebody to come up to her so we yes. could tell so she could yell that her freedom. But it was like you're already not cool. You're already at the Costco lady. Why do you you know, like who cares at this point? Or they wear them under their nose and they, they dare you to question them. And yeah, that, pe- people are looking for fights nowadays too. Why you know? do you oh, think, that's that's why, the truth, man. Why that's do you think truth. they swab your nose? I don't want to have your nose uncovered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys, I Go love ahead. you. <laughs> All right. Take care, Sweetie, goodbye, everybody. I'll, I'll talk to you. Le- Remember, don't hate. Don't hate. That actually is good. I got to remind myself that. Love, 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 love. I'll talk All to right. you guys uh, later this week. Love Take you. care. Bye. Say never really miss you till you dead or you gone So on that note, I'm leaving after the song So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long But at least let me tell you why I'm this way Hold on, I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adnan's Reeves Who made love under the sycamore tree Which makes me a more sicker MC And my mama would claim At 10 pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain I told through the years, I gave her her fish, yeah I gave her her first real skin I made it for birth when I got here She knows my purpose wasn't purpose I ain't perfect, I can't But I feel worthless Cause my shirts wasn't matching my kit Now I'm just scratching the surface Cause what's better Buried under there, was a kid torn apart, must his pop disappeared. I went to school, got good grades, could behave when I wanted. But I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted. Hold on. Now all the teachers couldn't reach me and my mama couldn't beat me hard enough to match the pain of my pop not seeing me. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. My family's a mess, including me including me. What a show. What a part two. I hope you guys like that. I hope you join me in this journey of The Bachelorette. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I think it's going to be a mess, and I'm excited about messes, right? Um, I did get a copy of Lisa Rinna's Renovation, so get ready for that. Also, I'm doing uh, an episode where I watch Twilight for my friend Annabelle, and I'm going to be on her podcast discussing that movie. And also then, a listener suggested that I do a for Halloween, a uh, uh, reading from Twilight. So I'm thinking about doing that. But anyways, um, the next episode will be up Wednesday, probably afternoon, just to give a little bit of extra space between this episode. And I got some great guests popping in. So I'm excited about that. And uh, that's it. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a sad song, of course, because why not, right? We love sad music. And uh, let's see what we got. So today I'm going to go with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Now, everybody knows Tom Petty, and you guys know all the big ones, and he has a catalog of just hits. And I really strongly suggest you guys watch Running Down the Dream, which is a documentary on Netflix directed by Peter Bogdanovich. It's a great four-hour documentary. It really digs in. Very sad to uh, for him to, to have passed away. What a legend. Seen him many times in concert, and um, I'll always regret not going to his last uh, show, which was at the Hollywood Bowl. And I, I, I could have gone, but I actually went 
to see Tom Petty with Tug, the guy you heard earlier, at a festival about uh, four months before he passed away, maybe a little bit longer, and we left halfway through because we he was the last act, and and we and I'll never understand why we left. We couldn't get good field position at the festival. It's hard to explain, but if you go to these festivals, it's, I don't know. Anyways, one of the bigger regrets, and then another regret, because I didn't go see that last Hollywood Bowl show, the the last show we ever performed, but Tom Petty has meant a great deal to me throughout my entire life. Uh, there's an album he did uh, with Warner Brothers Records in 1999 called Echo, and he did it with the Heartbreakers, because he would do solo work, and then he would do Heartbreakers work. And this was their uh, album called Echo, and this is the song called Echo. And I think it's just really chilling, not chilling, it's just haunting. Because, you know, if you're a big Tom Petty fan, um, I've like read books about him and stuff like that. This was like the period of time where not a lot of people know that he got really kind of into heroin. And he wrote this kind of album, which is just like this very kind of lonely album. And it didn't really brush up really well with the Heartbreaker sound, you know? Um, but there's this song, uh, I remember in 1999, I was young and I remember hearing this and it made me sad. You know, it's like this, it, it, the lyrics are the same sad echo when you lie, the same sad, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. I, I think it's not a song that a lot of people know. And I feel, uh, that's a shame because I think it's a really, really beautiful song by one of the most amazing artists that we've had the pleasure to be alive, uh, during his you know, reign of music. So here is the song Echo by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and I'll talk to you guys in a couple days. Bye. Put down your things and rest a while You know we've both nowhere to go Yeah, daddy had to crash He's always halfway there, you know And no, I don't pretend There's any more of that They say one day You'll look up and laugh And hear the same sound
Batches.